0: Welcome back. It is the college football preview sports block podcast extraordinaire. We've been off for a few weeks. And this uh, we're going to change things up here with this week's edition of the sports block podcast. Of course, like I say, it is the college football preview. And to start things off, a very familiar voice. We haven't heard this one since Clemson beat Alabama handedly in the college football champion, the national championship. But let's uh, very pleased to be welcome or uh, Please be joined in uh, welcoming back my good friend, Mr. Charlie Hildebrand of, uh, well, Charlie, uh, w- welcome first off. And uh, you also have some new digs that you're at. You're in Aberdeen now. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what you're doing that's now. True. You're no longer at the I, Sioux Sioux City I Journal. Was, I was
1: there the last time we talked, but I had only that's been there true. for like a week or so. Yep.
0: that That's very true. I think, yeah, you so are in the I process of moving.
1: Technically, I do not have new information. But in case anyone forgot from the last one, I am in, uh, in the hub city of South Dakota, technically the third largest city, although Brookings is bigger when schools in session because there's like 13,000 South Dakota students.
0: More than, uh, Northern and Presentation? I'm shocked.
1: Yeah, Presentations is like 1,000 or 800 or something, and then I think Northern's like 1,500 or 2,000, something like that. I know it is shocking that, uh... That South Dakota State's bigger as a Division One school.
0: It is. Very much so. So you're in Aberdeen there. Uh, name of the newspaper. What? Where, where can people find some of your good stuff there?
1: The Aberdeen American News, especially uh, now that we're getting to uh, football season there. There's Northern State in presentation, along with all the high
0: school football coverage we will have very good uh you had done some game of thrones podcasts as well i will admit i have not watched the eighth and final season your seventh final season yet uh it is on my list um but you did some podcasts i didn't like
1: it i mean i thought it was fine i'm not gonna lie to you Stackin. it's not as good as like seasons you know two three and four are Mm -hmm. but but i I mean i thought was fine you know how the internet is sometimes everything's got to be the best or the worst yep i think people just didn't like that it was just okay so they said it
0: was terrible. Well, college football is a mere days Never of,
1: terrible uh, right? college football.
0: Right. Uh, however, let's let's set the scene here. We're going to talk, uh, at least in this first segment, this first portion here about the ACC, the Pac-12, and the SEC. I'll come back later here. We'll, we'll do the Big 12, Big 10, make our picks for the Heisman in the college football playoff uh, and whatnot. I we're just setting the stage up though for another Alabama Clemson rematch at some point. one would think in whether that be in the semis or the the national championship itself because it seems to me that a lot of people really like say Georgia this year. People are on LSU, Texas is getting in there as well. You, you can never factor or count out Oklahoma. Is there a chance that this year, if it is Clemson and Alabama, that that might be a semifinal match versus the national championship?
1: I mean, it could happen. That's what happened two years ago. Where I mean, I don't remember what the final score was. Oh yeah, so I it know, was Alabama won like twenty-four to six or something like that. Yeah. I, it definitely could be. I mean, like you said, based off the last four years, it feels like they're probably going to play. You know, in January or late December. I don't remember when the specific dates are this year. They're probably going to be played at some point. It just depends if it's going to be a semifinal game for it all. What are you? I most... mean, for literally three of the last four years, that's been the national title game. So it's kind of like you know, and, and it it seems like until somebody else breaks through, that it's probably going to be those two again.
0: What are you most looking forward to with this college football season? Um, I, and I guess let me let me ask you this with. You know Alabama and Clemson being as good as they are, does it take some of the drama or anticipation from the season out for you at all?
1: For me, it doesn't, but it kind of depends how you look at it. If you are only going to be an end result person and only care about who wins the national title, then it probably will because it's going to seem like a lot of teams going through the motion. So you just have to pick a conference or a team. You need to pick a team that's pretty good just to follow and see how they do. I mean, you know, me being a Nebraska fan, I know you are a Gophers fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we can safely agree that it's pretty unlikely either of those two teams, you know, win a national title or make the playoffs this year. But they're going to be a part of an incredibly interesting divisional race. I mean, I don't know if either one of them will win the division, let alone the conference. But you have to find stuff like that. I mean, you know, I. I've, I've, not to get too ahead of ourselves here, mm-hmm. you know. I feel pretty confident we're probably both going to have Clemson winning the Atlantic Division and the ACC. Yep, but the Coastal division's much more up in the air, and you just you have to find stuff like that, and you have to find if you only care about the end result, then you know you could probably check out and tell the bowl season. But if you like college football as a whole. There's always interesting stuff like that. I mean, I think the Pac-12 is always crazy, and I'm sure will be interesting to watch this. You know, I think the Big 12 will be too.
0: And you never know what we're going to see. Maybe Oklahoma will be generating a third overall, third overall number one pick in the NFL three draft three quarterback. Trophy
1: winner yes. slash number one pick. It could happen. Though
0: I don't feel quite I mean, they're two-thirds as two-thirds of
1: the way there.
0: Yep, I don't feel quite as good this year. With it being Jalen Hurts, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later with the Big 12. But let's well, start...
1: At the same time, whoever thought that they would have done it last year again with Kyler Murray, who I think had started like two games ever. So.
0: Very, very true. Very true. Let's begin, though, with the ACC. So there are games, you know, the, the first week of the college football season truly begins on Thursday, August 29th. Games, uh, you know, the ACC network is kind of kicking things off there. I'm kind of curious to see what that's going to be like. Um, uh, but you have that's the really the first big week, but there are a couple of games the week before, including a big one, Florida and Miami of Florida.
1: Um, uh, I was that, just looking at the schedule earlier today and saw that and was just like, oh man, that's a At least as of time that we're recording this, yeah, it's just 11 days away. Yeah,
0: that's uh, at um, you know, that's at Camping World Stadium. You got Hawaii and Arizona on the 24th. So there's, uh, it's, it's curious, you know, we, I think we had it last year where Stanford played Rice or something in Australia. Um, so, that's
1: right. I forgot about the Australia game.
0: <laughs> so we've seen this before, but, it like, this is a big game to kind of kick things off.
1: Yeah, too, and they don't, you know, they're not conference opponents. Florida and Miami You don't play each other that often, at least not anymore. Right and yeah, I mean, in the, I mean, as neutral site as it can be, I mean, it's the same state, but not their schools in Orlando. And I know, you know, clearly it's not the same kind of rivalry as Florida, Florida State, or Miami, Florida State. But obviously, these two teams don't like each other.
0: So, uh-huh. and yeah, so that's I, what that's why I wanted. The, to... the
1: other thing I would imagine this game is going to be incredibly low scoring with incredible <laughs> athletes on defense before the offenses have really kind of gotten in the groove. Like I don't know if you remember, like 10, 12 years ago, there was a long stretch where Miami and Florida State opened the season playing each other. Yep. And they were always these defensive slugfests because they had really talented guys on defense, and their offenses sometimes they were never good. Period. But certainly weren't good that early, and I would imagine that will be kind of like that. be <laughs> Like a, I don't know, like a sixteen to ten game.
0: Kind of sounds like a like an Alabama LSU game, though. Alabama is always on the on the winning side of that equation here. But that's why I wanted to start things off with you with the ACC and the SEC and then, you know, with Arizona playing on the 24th, throwing the Pac-12 as well. Let's start in the ACC. That is where the na- defending national champions reside, Clemson Tigers. Uh, of course, you have, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming back here, uh, the tremendous quarterback, the best freshman quarterback, I think, that anyone has ever seen, uh, Tyler Etienne, I believe. That, that's what his name is, Etienne? ETN, ETN. Thank you. Uh, you know yeah. what? You know what? Let's just chalk that one up. Stack and getting a name wrong here. We, you know, we'll just add that one to the never-ending list. It here, you just,
1: just pretend his last name is literally spelled with three letters: E, T, Right.
0: There we go. I uh, they have a. I can't remember who was the wide receiver in the national championship game that kind of lit, that made some amazing catches and kind of took took over the game.
1: I I'm blanking on what his name is too. I,
0: I don't remember. Either. But I'm pretty sure he's back. So despite the fact that Clemson's lost pretty much their entire defensive line, the offense should be great. They'll they will find you know defensive linemen to come in and stuff. This is a tremendous team, and I think clearly the team to beat in the ACC and if not all college football.
1: Yeah, losing your whole defensive line or your whole starting line—I mean—is a little bit of an issue. I mean, if it was somebody else, it'd be a much bigger issue. It may keep Clemson from winning the national title. It's not going to—I don't think it's going to be from the ACC now. I mean, it's not like they're putting out a bunch of Johnny Tryhards to replace those guys either. Right? Their other guys are going to be pretty. They, they might not be at the same level of good, but I'm sure they'll be fine still. So
0: they are in the Atlantic. Uh, so I mean. Again, no offense to the rest of the Atlantic here, but you know, Boston College, Florida State. And
1: Syracuse won nine games last year, I think. That that they is that, again.
0: that is true. And I have Syracuse doing really well this year. Um, I don't know if you have your predictions yet for everyone there, but I like Syracuse to go like ten and two. I don't know if that's maybe a little too high for them, but you know other, I think
1: like eight. I mean, I've got like 9 and 3 I mean so I mean you're a slightly more positive than me I think they're going
0: to be good again I mean Florida State I think it's going to be another bad year for them Boston College is going to be just about average Louisville's going to suck North Carolina State I mean because you're losing uh you know they lost Finley their quarterback there so I you know for some of these teams breaking in a new quarterback I think it's going to mean that there are going to be some growing pains and I think that's the the case in point with North Carolina State
1: I feel like we can always say North Carolina State's gonna go seven and five and you're usually gonna be pretty accurate and I think that's probably the case again. Like mean, it'll be okay. And they may beat somebody good. They're they're not gonna win the division.
0: Is there any one anything else we need to touch base on in the Atlantic? Or I mean is I mean this is one the
1: only thing I would add is I think it's possible Florida State could be like with the way they've done under uh, Willie, I'm blanking on his Taggart. last name, Taggart. Taggart, is he based, other than the one year he was at Oregon where they were bad when he showed up, I mean, most of them, I think they won seven games his first year. Like, everywhere else he's gone, they've been bad. They literally start over from scratch. Yep. And then in year two or year three, they're better. It'll be interesting to see if how much better, if at all, they are this year
0: interesting with Florida State is that they start if
1: they're not, it could be problematic but I it's just, yeah, but they open with Boise State, don't yes,
0: they? Yes, they do and I, I have them winning that game just because I don't really know what to make of, I mean, Boise State is a very good school but coming all the way across good. the country
1: Chris Peterson, Boise State good though.
0: exactly, so I think Florida State gets that one but I mean, I even if Florida State losing on the road to Wake Forest and to Boston College, I don't know, I mean, maybe that's Maybe not gonna happen, or in losing home games to Syracuse and Miami that probably won't happen. But I maybe I just have more faith in you know these teams versus Florida State, especially after I last think year.
1: Florida State is gonna have a year where they're like just enough better, where you're like, well, we'll see how they look in year three. Like they go like seven and five, and you're just like, well, I mean they're better. I don't know if we feel great about that if we're Florida State fans, but. Not enough to be like, no, we need to you know sound the alarms and fire everybody.
0: Is DeAndre Francois still the starting quarterback at Florida State?
1: No. That's what I not. thought. I think he is transferred. That's he, what I he thought. He didn't win the starting job, and I think he left.
0: Yep, that's what I thought. So, I mean, that's going to factor in. Maybe we'll see more of shirtless professor reading books. In, uh...
1: <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so.
0: I hope we see that there. The Coastal... As you mentioned, far more I mean, interesting.
1: Gonna read Pride and Prejudice.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But uh he needs to he needs to be there. We need to find him at every Florida State home game. <laughs> the coastal is far more intriguing. You got a number of good teams, average teams. You know me, I'm a Virginia Tech fan, but I I can't can I can't concede you know, that the Coastal is going to be there to take. I, I got to say that Virginia is you know, going to win. Are you saying
1: you don't think they will? I don't. You can't conceive yeah, I, I, it. I mean, it. Right, I can mean, definitely see it happen. I, I don't I mean, think. are not my pick, but I, don't, I think they're going to be fine. I don't
0: think they're going to win it. I don't even think they're going to finish second. I think it's going to be Virginia coming out on top in the Coastal, Miami, Florida finishing right behind them, and Virginia Tech a couple of games back. Uh, I mean, if I look at at the Hokie schedule here, I I think they also the, the the transfer, the quarterback transfer from Oregon, I don't think he's eligible, so that really sucks. Uh they've had a number of players leave the squad, uh, whether that be Redshirt freshmen or or whatnot. But I mean you got games like against Notre Dame and at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech destroyed Virginia Tech in Blacksburg last year. Uh, they're at now Virginia noting, this year. Georgia
1: Tech, I mean, now take this from a guy who, you know, in Nebraska, thing, when you're on the triple option, I think mean, the guy leaves and you bring in a new coach mm-hmm. and you have to change everything. Georgia Tech's not going to be good on offense this year. Well, that's
0: true. Ball, uh, Paul Johnson's saying, gone, isn't Georgia he? Georgia
1: Tech can still beat them, but they might have to beat them. You know, ten to
0: seven. I, I forgot. Paul Johnson's gone. Who took his place?
1: I don't even remember off the top of my head. Was it someone Georgia from Tech his staff? To me is just not going to be good for like five years now. Was
0: it? Was it someone from his staff or no?
1: It was. I know it wasn't someone from his staff. was okay. Someone else. I. I I don't remember. If I had to guess, it's probably someone who was a Sun Belt head coach and was good. Huh, probably. Like, I've seen it. I just have forgotten since, you know, seven months ago when it happened.
0: I am probably going then way off when I say that Georgia Tech's going to be 7-5 and five this year.
1: I mean, like, I'm not saying it can't happen. It could. But if, it, if, if they are, it's probably going to be because they play great defense and not all these, you know, running backs and run-blocking offensive linemen. You know,
2: figured out how to throw the
0: ball well. Jeff Collins is the Georgia Tech head coach um, from Temple.
1: Seemed, okay, that's right. Looks I like sort of it. remember that
0: guy now. So, I mean, uh, but I, I think this is going to be a very competitive division. It's not going to be a division that has a national champion contender. Uh, nor do I, would I agree
1: with that. Nor do I, I mean, think it, Georgia Tech's not going to win it. I like David Cutcliffe, but I don't think Duke's going to win it either. Right. I think you could make a case for just about anything. I think it's a lot like the Big Ten West, though, where there's a lot of teams where it's like, well, it might not be the favorite, but it's pretty wide open, and you can make a case for a lot of different teams.
0: Yep. I agree with that. I just think it's more average than anything. You know, you got, you know, what? I'm very curious to see, though. Um, oh, God, dang it. Who's the former Texas head coach? Um, Mac Brown, Brown, North thank Carolina. Carolina. Yep, he's he's back at UNC. I'm curious to see what they're going to be like. They're going to be bad this first year, but they, I think they have. Yeah,
1: actually, North Carolina's not going to win
0: the division either. No, I no. To throw them, at. No, I, uh, I, have them at two and ten this year, but I think you know at least that's a program to keep your eye on for the future. Pittsburgh going to be average. I, I just the way Bronco Mendenhall has really gotten Virginia going here and. They were so close to beating Virginia Tech in Blacksburg last year that would have kept the Hokies out of a bowl game. I just really like what Virginia's got, and I think they are going to be the team to beat this year. Because, again, remember, Miami also has a new head coach, you know, Yep, Manny so, Diaz. Yep, so I think they're in for a little bit of a growing pain. I have them at nine and three, but you know, even though Ohio well, State They
1: made a smart decision, they're not starting a quarterback whose first name's Tate. So yeah,
0: and that's—I was just going to say—that's the transfer from Ohio State, which was a little stunning. You don't transfer from Ohio State to Miami, Florida, and then not get the starting job. Like that's—that tells me more about him you can't than Martell, anything.
1: Apparently,
0: you do. <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's just overall a very average division. I have Virginia winning the coastal. Who do you have winning the coastal?
1: I think you could make a case for Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, or Pittsburgh. Maybe less so for Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go with Miami. I don't feel great about it. This is with the coastal, this is more like me just kinda of throwing a dart at the board where I mean I know I don't think it's going to be Duke. I feel very confident it's not going to be Georgia Tech or North Carolina. And then it's just kind of saying, well, in theory, they should be pretty talented at Miami. Maybe a feisty defensive coordinator kind of channels that in the right way. They're good this year.
0: So I have Clemson against Virginia in the ACC championship game. You have Clemson versus Miami, Florida, and we both have Clemson winning this, yep. right? And I have Clemson and I have Clemson going undefeated. Is, is that where you have him? I mean, they do have to go to Syracuse this year, which is going to be a challenging game, but I do have Clemson. I don't think they're going to
1: go undefeated. Part of that is just because they did last year and it's really hard to just go just to, like let's we take away conference title games and bowl games and playoffs. It's just tough to go 12-0 two years in a row in the regular season so I think they drop a weird one, you know. I think it was the year they won the title with Watson that they lost to NC State at home. Yes, I don't think I don't think they're going to lose to NC State, but I think they dropped.
0: Oh, what was so, or was that yeah, like,
1: the... I think they play Texas A and M. I don't really think they're going to lose to Texas A and M, but you know they play. I think they play <laughs> like just enough of a difficult schedule that one loss, and especially their recent success isn't
0: going to ding them horribly. Well, Texas A&M comes to town to Death Valley, You know, uh, I believe that's September 7th. That's a, that's a potential loss. And then that game against Syracuse at the beginning of October. I believe that's on the first... Uh, uh, oh, I'm South sorry, Carolina Syracuse too. is right I mean, after that. I don't that.
1: think they're going to lose yeah. to South Carolina,
0: but it's a rivalry game and you know, weird stuff. Happens. I mean, it, so two, the, the two key games that I have for Clemson... A&M at home on the 7th and then at Syracuse the week after. That's going to be very, very int- interesting with how Clemson can navigate that. But um, I, I have them undefeated and winning the ACC championship game. Anything else ACC-related we need to get to?
1: I don't know if there is. I mean, you know, it used to be the ACC. You know, what, what was it they had on the college, not college game day, but the college football recap show that like to – spin the wheel of destiny or whatever because mm-hmm. they never knew who was going to win it. Well, now we know who's going to win it, you know, year in and year out. It's just who, who are they going to have to play from the other side? of
0: the game. Right. Right. Uh, let's, let's go out West here. We'll come back to the sec cause that's a much more intriguing conference. Pac 12, um, you know, often the forgotten conference. It's hasn't been a great football conference, This year, it's got the potential for a couple of decent squads, I think. I mean, and, you know, David Schottenkirk, huge USC fan. He's probably going to hate me for saying this. I think USC is going to be better this year, and I don't really know why, because it's not like Clay Helton's done a whole hell of a lot there, especially last year. Very underwhelming. I'm not
1: saying you're wrong, but it's funny to say that about a guy who just like two or three years ago won a Rose Bowl. Right. But, but it's still valid. It's a valid point.
0: I mean, the the best. And also, when
1: you say they're going to be better, I mean, they went what, I think they went five and seven last year. I mean, six and six isn't a good year at USC, but that technically would be
0: better. Right. Uh, the the best quarterback is Justin Herbert at Oregon, but Oregon's schedule is incredibly difficult. Um, I don't know if you've taken a look at it, but it is.
1: I have not. I I have, but not recently. i I'll don't give, pers- I'll, I don't remember.
0: I'll give you who they who I you know, like. They open the season at Auburn. Uh, I mean oh, at,
1: that's right. I forgot that they played Auburn week one.
0: Yeah. So that's a uh, that's. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: whoever loses that game is going to be incredibly upset. If Auburn loses, they may fire their coach. I don't
0: think Oregon will fire their coach. Yeah, if they lose. yeah so Gus I'm, Malzahn might. It won't be pretty. Uh, they're at Washington on. October 19th, they're at USC November 2nd. They're at Arizona State, the Fighting Herm Edwards on November 23rd. So I think Oregon is probably the best team in the conference, but they have such a difficult schedule that I don't think they are going to be able to navigate through it and win win the North, let alone win the Pac-12. I think that
1: you bring up a good point. I'm not going to give too much away. This doesn't necessarily deem who I'm going to pick in this division. I would counter with the Pac 12, normally a conference known for great quarterbacks. Who's got a good quarterback besides Oregon
0: right now? Fair. That's a very fair
1: point. I mean, I think there's quarterbacks that could end up being pretty good, but there's no one you look at right now, for the most part, unless you love the guy at USC, like JT Daniels, mm-hmm. and think he's going to end up being great. But, I, you know, there's not a lot you can look at and be like, that's the guy who you know, down by 10 in the fourth quarter is going to lead us to a comeback.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't name you any other, who is the, is it Khalil Tate or whatever? Still, is he still at Arizona? Yeah,
1: he's still in Arizona, but now that it's not Rich Rod, it's different with
0: him. Right. So yeah, you're right. I mean, name, you know, that would be a great game. Name another starting quarterback in the Pac-12. I can't do it.
1: Uh, it could be Tristan Jebbia at Oregon State, but I only know that because he transferred from Nebraska. If I didn't know, recognize the name as a guy who was at Nebraska, I wouldn't know who he was. Uh, ah,
0: yeah. Oregon State. I have them winning one game this year.
1: They're going to be bad.
0: They're bad every year. I mean, this uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like death, death taxes in Oregon State being an awful, awful football team. Um, In the North... I. I hate doing it because they screw with me, you know. Last year, and I, I don't know why I'm doing Are it. You but
1: Washington again?
0: I think I like I like what Chris Peterson's got, and their schedule is really not. I, let, let me let me ask you this about David Shaw and Stanford. You lose Bryce Love the third. Stanford's always a good team. They're a tough team. Brian Shaw's a very good head coach, but they've been. Is it fair to say they've been a little David under? Shaw. Or David Shaw? Who did I say? Brian Shaw. Oh, my bad. My, he was a, former, I was just going to say, former, like, I was in the state at least, right? <laughs> yeah. But it, hasn't Stanford with David Shaw been a little underwhelming here in the last few years? Like, they should. A lot of people heap the expectations on them, and then they seem to kind of fall flat.
1: Yeah, I mean, they haven't had that Rose Bowl year the last few years. And, you know, I think you would, you would like to think if you're a Stanford fan that they could even if they don't go back this fall, but they can, you know, show steps in the right direction. But yeah, they have like, they, they, they've still been good. I don't know if trending downward, if that's maybe a little too harsh, but no, they have not been, you know, the Pac-12 team, you know, what was it from like 12 to 15 or 16? I think they played two or three Rose Bowls. And yeah. They've,
0: I, I, know. I guess I just don't see them rising up this year.
1: It, I I don't have him winning the division. Oh, yeah, I think he'll be good. If you play him, it'll be a tough out. But, you know, I, I don't think they're not going to finish in the top 10. They're not going to get to double digit wins, I don't think.
0: No, I would agree with that. I, I, I'm pulling up Washington's schedule right now because that was, in large part, why I have chosen Washington to win the Pac 12 North. Their schedule is very, very good. And I, I just, I trust Chris Peterson. He knows what he's doing. He's very good at what he does. He's gotten a lot of good recruits. I know Jake Browning is gone, but uh, it's not like he's he... the
1: only active Pac-12 head coach that's made the playoff. It's the only other one that did was what's his name at Oregon, who then got fired two years
0: Chip, later. Chip Kelly.
1: No, the guy after
0: Oregon. Oh, hez 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 were. Oh, I I know who you're talking about. Um. I mean, just look at this. I I think I'm going with Washington just based on their schedule. I mean, their toughest road game is going to be at Stanford on October 5th. They have to go to BYU. That ain't that ain't uh, that ain't that isn't going to be an issue at all for them. They're at Arizona.
1: Well, it might
0: be a little bit of an issue, but it won't affect the conference race at all if it's BYU. Right. Uh, I just don't think BYU is all that. Great. Yeah, they're at Arizona. Big deal. They're at Oregon State. They're at Colorado. I mean, this is easy. They get Oregon at home. They get USC at home. They get uh, Utah at home. That's Those are huge games. Like those are going to be their three toughest opponents all year long outside of Stanford. And they get them at home. So three of their four toughest games are at home. And that's why I'm picking Washington to not only go not only to win the North, but to be 11-1 in in the discussion for a playoff spot. And I hate saying it because they're going to screw me over.
1: I think they could be good. Everything he said is valid. Uh, I know you're a Mike and Mike guy. Do you remember the Mike and Mike commercial where uh, Golic is uh, getting something at the vending machine and he's like, oh, get this, it's dependable, like an offensive lineman, and then he gets like, a candy bar and he's like, you got the Diva receiver?
0: <laughs> I don't remember that.
1: Anyways, that's basically what I'm doing. Everything you said's good. I'm still taking Oregon and I'm going with the quarterback with Justin Herbert. I so,
0: I, I really I'm want to. Ducks. I And I think that's a very a, a, a good decision there. I wanted to figure out a way to take Oregon, but I'm playing the odds, I guess, maybe more than anything with their schedule. It's so like I say they they play Auburn. I th- that game might be in Atlanta. The I think it's like the Chick Fil A Bowl or something or the kickoff. It's a
1: neutral site, but it's much 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 closer for yeah. Auburn fans.
0: They're at Washington. They're at USC. They're at Arizona State. I just I look at that. If they can win two of those three contests, and that includes the Auburn one, then Oregon I think is going to be in very good shape. But that's just a that's a very very difficult schedule for them to. Get through.
1: I agree. At least they've got the quarterback for it. We'll see if they've got the other stuff.
0: Right. I mean, he could be the first overall pick, too. So that's uh, that's something to look at here. Anything else with the North that we need to get into? Of course, Oregon State's gonna be bad. Stanford, we think, is gonna be about average. Cal's gonna suck. I have them at four and eight. Uh, Washington State. I don't want to doubt. I lost do- <laughs> their
1: defensive coordinator, but.
0: I don't want to doubt Mike Leach, but you also lose Gardner Minshew. So who's the who's this diamond in the rough quarterback? That got? and now I see. I'm sure you've seen the video of Mike Leach trying to attempt to do a belly flop in the pool. Um, he didn't. He didn't succeed. He kind of cowered instead of doing a belly flop. But I think it's going to kind of be a belly flop season for Washington State. Uh, let's see.
1: I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. I well, mean, it depends what you mean by belly flop. I mean, I don't think they're going to go three and nine or anything, but, but I don't think they're going to, I, I don't know. No, I think like seven, I, like I think seven like 75. five. Yep. They'll be okay. Yep. They'll beat somebody that's good and then they'll lose one or two games. But you're like, oh, you shouldn't have lost that. Language.
0: Right. Right. So it's going to be an interesting year for them. I think, you know, we, we had mentioned that the coastal, in the division in the ACC is going to be so wide open. I think that's the same way in the South. I think you have three really.
1: Good I will let you go first. I feel quite confident of who I think is going to win the South. I am runaway train in that division to me.
0: Am I? Am I buying too much into the Herm Edward and stuff?
1: Maybe. I mean, I, well, God, I think Arizona State could be fine. Um, our former sports editor, who has now left to take a different job, is an Arizona State grad. So I don't want to badmouth Arizona State a lot. But I, I, think, I think you'll be okay. I think they're going to go to a bowl game. I don't think they're going to like. This isn't a perfect apples to apples thing, but I feel like to win most divisions, you got to be at least nine and three. Yep. Some you got to be eleven and one or twelve and zero. Oh. You're probably going to have to be 9-3 or so to win the Pac-12 South, and I, I don't think Arizona State's going to get to
0: 9 wins. And, and you know what? Maybe one of those wins would be that I have that. Right now I have Arizona State, one of their wins coming against Oregon, so maybe that wouldn't happen. Um, I have Utah, USC, and Arizona State all at 9-3, and three, and I think that's going to kind of be a round-robin sort of deal where they've it's just going to come down to tiebreakers and whatnot. And I have Utah ultimately coming out of the Pac-12 South. USC at nine wins scares the hell out of me. But, uh, Kyle no, Whitting...
1: USC's, I think is going to be like seven and five.
0: Okay, so I'm not too far... And
1: then, and then I think they're going to fire their head coach.
0: Yeah, pro- probably. Clay Hilton uh, arguably probably shouldn't have gotten that uh, extension anyway. Uh... But it's very di- difficult to go against what Kyle Whittingham does. And so I have Utah at 9-3, ultimately coming out of the 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 big or the Pac-12 South. Is that where you're going to?
1: I've also got Utah. I think Utah, you know, not great. Uh, there's not someone you look at a quarterback as, oh my gosh, this is the guy. But probably he's going to have just about everything else you need. And I think we'll have an incredibly good defense. And we've occasionally seen good defenses in the Pac-12. I don't want to say, you know, nobody has. You know, USC, when they won national titles, had great defenses. That Washington team that went to the playoff. And everyone talks about how Alabama blew them out. Well, it wasn't the defense's fault. The Washington defense played pretty well. Yeah, it was like 24-7. to seven,
0: Wasn't like that the final score of that game? Like that. It was like 24-7 yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, the defense played pretty well. But I, I, I don't know if Utah will have a defense to that level as some of those squads, but I think it'll be good enough. I, I think Utah's going to be pretty good, and if they just happen to have you know Oregon or USC or a, a more prominent name like that on their jerseys and helmets – People would be like, "Oh my gosh, this is a Dark Horse national title team."
0: Now Utah did lose what their both their kicker and their punter last year, and both were very good. I think they were up for awards. Didn't the Utah's kicker win, you know the, the 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 kicker award that they had? I remember
1: some of the awards. I do not remember who won the punter and the kicker awards, but they have had very good kicker. They've got good special teams.
0: So I think that's something to 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 factor in with Utah. Uh, to see what their special teams is going to be like, but Utah is always a very difficult place to play, and I, I just think they will ultimately come out of that. So I'm a little higher on USC than probably what I should be, probably a little higher on uh, Arizona State than what I should be. Arizona I got six and six. Uh, UCLA, I think I got like six and six. Colorado, three and nine. They're going to be bad. Um, you know, in
1: Colorado with a brand-new first-time coach, um, he's very, very good.
0: So, ultimately, I, I just have Utah coming out of that. Is there anything else in the, the Pac-12 South that's really catching your eye, or wh- where do you see these other teams at?
1: Uh, the only other thing is how much of a jump is UCLA going to make in year two under Chip Kelly.
0: Very it, fair, yep.
1: I mean, we're not going to go too much into it now, but there'll probably be some similar stuff with Scott Frost in Nebraska where, you know, neither of them had the year they wanted the first year, but now that they know what they're doing, they've got everything installed, and the continuity to year two, how much better. Like, I don't think UCLA is going to win nine games, but I, I think they're, like you said, I think they're going to go to a bowl game. It just depends on they to be like. Six and six are like, hey, we're eight and four, and we're playing in, you know, a decent bowl game instead of, you know, a really bad one the first week of bowl season.
0: Yeah, I'm just even looking at Utah schedule again right now. They'd have to go to USC. They have to go to BYU. But, I mean, and, and Washington. I mean, those are your difficult games. Arizona, too. But I, uh, I, I think they're going to do just fine. So I have Utah against Washington in the Pac 12 championship game. You have Oregon against Utah. And who do you have ultimately prevailing? I've got Utah winning. So the so Herbert is gonna just won't be able to carve up a good Utah defense. Not then, quite.
1: Utah going to the Rose Bowl.
0: I hear that. Wow, wow. I like that. Um, I hear that the Pac twelve is considering moving the national or the the Pac twelve championship to Vegas. I think it's still in at the 49 Niners Stadium this year. Is that a good move for them?
1: It's an interesting move, like in some ways I get it, but also like you don't have any teams like not only in Las Vegas in that state. I and mean, I guess Las Vegas isn't terribly far from Los Angeles. Well, and
0: that plus that's where they have the men's basketball tournament. Um
1: That's right, I forgot to have the men's basketball tournament there. Yeah, not more okay with then. Okay. And like I get it from a hey, you know, Maybe I wouldn't care as much about this game, but it's in Vegas, so let's go there and gamble on it and do what they did in The Hangover. Right, because <laughs> then you get arrested because that's real life.
0: So, do you think Utah as a Rose Bowl team? Do you th- and they have a sleeper's chance at maybe being a playoff team? I
1: think they've got a sleeper's chance. I mean, I I would say definitely a dark horse. You know, like I think people would be talking about it more if they just happened to be called, you know, Auburn or some school like that. I guess in the Pac-12. So, but you know, if USC had the exact same situation as Utah right now, mm-hmm. I think people would be higher on them than they are as Utah.
0: Very good. Let's go to the SEC here, and we'll wrap up this portion, and then, of course, we'll come back later and talk, like I say, Big 12, Big 10, make all of our playoff predictions and stuff. Uh,
1: we both got Vanderbilt and Ole Miss playing
0: in the conference title game, right? Uh, no, I have Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Ah! Really? I really am a, I think that Arkansas has got a lot of good stuff going for them this year. They're going to... I mean,
1: hey, they got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> went, what, I think they were 2-10 and 10 last year.
0: Yeah, I think I have them at 4-8 and eight this year, but still not winning a conference game. Let's, so they're
1: on the... They're on the... Uh, the uh, they're on What's the come. Yeah, and I can't believe I forgot the former Wisconsin coach's name. Oh, Brett Bielama. Bielema, yeah. I, was, I know his first name's not Bird, but we always called him Yep. Bird.
0: No, I have uh I have Arkansas going four and eight. Wins against Portland State, Colorado State, San Jose State, and western Kentucky. What a gauntlet. What a gauntlet.
1: They might beat Ole Miss, but yeah, they're not going to be very good. They
0: still. could, they could. Uh, do you want to do the West or the East
1: first? I'm okay with whatever. I, I feel. I mean, I, who knows? I don't want to speak for you, but we'll probably have similar results for this one. I think
0: more more than likely, yes. We'll go. We'll just start in the East. I mean, a lot of people are on this Georgia train, and Georgia has a favorable schedule. Overall, I mean, you don't have to play Alabama. You get Auburn at home. You get you know, Florida, of course, at the the great the, the largest cocktail party, uh, even though they don't call it that anymore. Uh, Texas A&M at home. They have to go to Georgia Tech. Big whoop. Um, they get that that big one is at Auburn, and then I would say I think A&M is going to be very very good this year under Jimbo Fisher. Seems like they're getting the recruits and stuff. So I think A&M could be in for a big year, but. <laughs> Kind of like with Clemson, I have Georgia going undefeated. This is probably not uh, the smartest thing to do, but I have them going a perfect 12-0 and head into the SEC championship game in Atlanta.
1: I don't think they're going to go undefeated, but part of that is I just hate predicting teams are going to go undefeated. Right. I think they're going to win the division now, and I've, I've got 11-1. I think, like, for the last three years, they've out-recruited Alabama, mm-hmm. and while that's possible to do, it's incredibly difficult to do, multiple years in a row, and they've done it. And, you know, I think I think Florida will be good. I don't know if they'll have as good of a record as last year. They may sort of give Georgia a game. I don't know if anyone else, I mean if anyone else does, it's going to be like, you know, weird planets aligning and even then I would still probably think Georgia will win most games. They're they're just so incredibly talented and deep
0: now. Florida year two. I mean, they were
1: they were an overtime busted coverage away from winning the national title two years ago. Yep, and they're probably yes. more talented now than they were then.
0: Yep. It was Jake Fromm is their junior quarterback, right?
1: Yep. So I mean, Jake Fromm State Farm. Yep.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, Georgia's just so good. I think Kirby Smart's going to have another hell of a year there. Uh, Florida's going to be good. You know, Mullen in his second year there at, uh, back at Florida, I think they're good, but, you know, they have to go to LSU. Um, so I think the surprise team, maybe the surprise team in all of college football this year, and at least to me, maybe they shouldn't be because they have this great transfer quarterback from Clemson. It's Missouri. And Kelly, uh, you get. Kelly Bryant in there. I think Missouri is going to be a factor in this division. I have them going 9-3. Am I a little too high on Missouri?
1: You're higher on them than I am. It's worth noting that as of right now, I don't remember the specific reason why, but Missouri is not bowl eligible. So even if they would win the division, they would not play in the conference title game. Um, I think they could be good. and Part of that is just that the East... You know, sort of like the Big Ten West the last few years, just has not been as good. I mean, Georgia's been good. Yep. But they're not a lot. I mean, and I don't want to say all the other teams have been bad. You know, Kentucky's won nine games last year. And I think South Carolina's okay. But I just, there's nobody. I mean, somebody's got to finish second and third. And, you know, I guess I think Missouri's got as good of a shot as doing that as anybody else. And I think they're going to be better than. Certainly than Vanderbilt and Tennessee.
0: So, and I think you know Kentucky falls back to the pack with losing all their defensive players. Um, it was a great... I think
1: we'll still go to a bowl game, but yep. yeah, they're not—they're not, not going to have the year they had last year.
0: Yep, I have them at seven and five. I have the Fighting Will Must champs of South Carolina being a very average, uh, pedestrian six and six. Tennessee
1: <laughs> with lots of uh, shots of him screaming at everyone. Oh of them, yes,
0: Tennessee. No Tennessee, I have at six and six too, and I don't even really like that. Um. Uh, but here's here's a fun thing here that I have. Tennessee Vanderbilt last game of the year, winner goes to a bowl game. The loser does bowl not.
1: Eligibility on the line. Yes. Both teams? Yes. Oh, I love that. Those games. I do enjoy those games. I feel like that's for doing Indiana a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I have Vanderbilt at five and seven. Uh, Tennessee, six and six. Um. South I mean it's a very average it kind of splits between average and very good um but yeah I, I would really love to see Tennessee and Vanderbilt with bowl eligibility on the line for that last game there in uh, Knoxville
1: yeah I agree
0: so we both have Georgia winning the east then no yep no no qualms about that the West I
1: think they win the division by multiple games I don't I don't know if they, I think they've got it wrapped up I don't think they're gonna wrap it up in October by it. But you know, I think the uh, pretty close. When they're playing when they're playing Auburn. They'll probably they may have the division wrapped up before that game starts.
0: I would agree with that as well. Uh, in the West, it's 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 hard not to pick Alabama. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going. To, I'm not good, You know what? Just don't overthink it. Go with Alabama. The one game that I have, yeah. the one game I have them losing to is. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher on October twelfth, um, and A&M. I think I have them at ten and uh, nine and three. I think A&M is going to be good, but LSU is going to be. If
1: I remember right, I think A&M went nine and four last year. Like I could see them have like being better, and they were good last year. Being better this year and still finishing with the same record, just because. I mean, when when Clemson's one of your non-conference games, it's tough to bank on winning that. Yep. And then you throw in a difficult SEC West schedule. Well, I mean, and, they could beat Alabama, but, I mean, I think it would be a surprise as of right now if that happened. They so, have to go... Assuming they lose those two. I mean, and then you throw in...
0: They have to go to Georgia... And to LSU, those are their final two games of the year at Georgia, at LSU. That That's is
1: pretty nasty back to back. That is the year when you're beat up and tired.
0: Yes, so I I think AM loses those final two games. So they're thinking like, yeah, we have a chance and everything because I have them beating Alabama. But then after that, not gonna happen. And I don't know. I I probably shouldn't go in all in with the Edo Kool Aid, but I have LSU going eleven and one. A lot of people seem to really like LSU. Am I a fool for doing so?
1: Well, I mean, talent-wise, they can do it. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat Alabama just nope. based off, like, the last, you know, eight years now. I mean, since the last time they did, and then Alabama turned around and beat them in the national title game, I don't think. You know, they haven't won since then. But, I mean, they've got the, they've got the talent. I mean, fans, how much... You know, how much improved is Joe Burrow going to be a quarterback? Probably not much. Which shows, like, how bad their quarterbacks have been that Joe Burrow came in and had, like, you know, he had a good year. Not a great year, but, like, a good, fine year. It was like, oh, my gosh, look how good this guy is.
0: They can't... It's just astounds me that the sec can't find good quarterbacks on a consistent LSU basis especially lsu get
1: a good quarterback is this weird i mean not as weird but it's like alabama and boise state like missing all those field goals where It's like why don't you guys have a good kicker right <laughs> yeah
0: it, that's exactly right but for lsu they have uh, a lot of games pivotal games at home florida auburn AM. and The one game that's on the road is at Alabama, but I do think you know the early contest for them. Texas, yes, September seventh. Ultimately,
1: where's that one at? I don't even remember where that's at. I think that's in. It's a neutral site, isn't
0: it? I think it's at Texas. If it is a neutral site, if it's a neutral site, I'm guessing it's either Houston or Dallas. Um, Let's see.
1: That's going to be to me. That's the most interesting. Like, oh, these teams could both be really good, but the team that loses is going to be so like angsty and oh my god. Why isn't this working? We need to fire our coach
0: now. Oh, I agree because I think Which is
1: funny, but like sad. Too, I,
0: I think the lo- I think the loser of that game misses the playoffs for sure. Yeah, but the the winner sets themselves up very nicely for that playoff run, assuming they don't trip up more than once during that game. I mean, I really like Texas, but if Texas loses that one, they can they can ill afford to lose another game during. You know, during the season, and that would include the Red River Shootout against Oklahoma. But that L- yeah, that LSU Texas probably
1: a rematch in the Big Twelve final game also.
0: Right, right. So, with all that being said, I think the, that LSU Texas game. If LSU wins that one, they they set themselves up very nicely. I think you can afford to. You never want. They obviously want to beat Alabama. That is their rivals, but they can afford a loss in there, assuming they beat Texas.
1: I would agree with that.
0: Uh, Ole Miss going to be bad. Mississippi State, you know, Nick Fitzgerald isn't there. So, I think they're going to be
1: but it. The, the head coach who came from Penn State got that transfer from Penn State. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be, like, lights out first team all-conference. What's his name? Like, Tommy Stevens? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. he at least, like, knows, like, it's not going to be a brand new offense for him, I mean, I, but he's he, not, um, also Mississippi State had a great defense last year and loses a lot of those guys. I mean, I, I think they're going to be like set five. Unf- but I think I the agree. quarterback won't be necessarily the reason.
0: At least, well, he's he's not going to be facing the Rutgers of the world though. <laughs> so Which, also true. uh, let's see, this LSU game is trying to find. I don't think it is a. No, I think it's in. I think it's at. Uh, it's in Austin. It is not a neutral site game.
1: I think it makes things even more interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's gonna really decide things. So I like LSU. I like. I think the SEC is gonna be very top heavy. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, A and M, Florida, and then I I have Missouri kind of being that surprise team amongst like the top half of the of the conference. And then it all slides down from there. But in the SEC West, do you have Alabama winning? I mean, we didn't even mention Auburn. I've got Alabama winning. I think Gus Malzahn's going to have a... I feel
1: like Gus is going to get fired this year. Yeah,
0: probably. Probably. So we both have then Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game. I would love it if Georgia would win, give Alabama a second loss. Alabama wouldn't even make the playoff. I don't think that's going to happen. I think until Georgia can show that they can beat Alabama and not screw up the game at some point, I have to go with Alabama winning the SEC.
1: I agree. I think mean, Jake Fromm's good. I like Tiger Vailoa better, though.
0: Do we need to cover anything else regarding the SEC? Do we have any like players that you're interested in watching that we haven't mentioned already?
1: Um... I can't think of any off the top of my
0: head. Okay. Well, we can always revisit it later on in this podcast here when we go over maybe some players that we're really looking forward to seeing or, you know, factoring in the Heisman trophy, but out of the three conferences that we've talked about thus far, ACC, Pac-12, SEC, anything else that we need to re- recap again? You have Clemson versus Miami in the ACC Championship game. You have Oregon versus Utah and Georgia versus Alabama with uh, Clemson winning, Utah winning, and Alabama. If I recap that, that correct. correctly? All right. And I have Clemson versus Virginia in the, not Virginia Tech, Virginia in the ACC Championship game, Utah versus Washington, and Georgia versus Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, and Utah all winning. So that, uh, I think that's going to. Wrap it up for this portion, but uh, we'll be back here in a little bit to discuss the rest of the conferences. Sound like a plan?
1: Sounds like a plan. All
0: right. Hey, it's great to have you back on. Uh, and guess what? Bull or Knots returning. Uh, we got renewed for another season, so that's great. That will return probably about you know middle of October or so. and uh, um, So that's always something that we have to look forward to as well, right?
1: I always look forward to that.
0: This should be a game. I really think ESPN needs to talk to me about uh, copywriting and uh, going and playing this game on game day and you know, yeah, they, all their shows. I think this would be a real hit with the, it's with the fans. It's dumb
1: that they haven't
0: already. It is. I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I'll talk to you later. Good hearing from you.
1: All right. Sounds good, man. Talk to you later.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie Hildebrand here talking college football with us, ACC, Pac-12, SEC. He'll be back later in the podcast, Big 12, Big 10, Heisman, college football playoffs, and Notre Dame, any of any SDSU, South Dakota State, not San Diego State. Anything else we need to get to as well. But coming up next, we hope it's Jeff Lloyd, second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. We'll talk some Browns maybe in the NFL preview podcast. In a in a week or two or so, but we got to find out who we're going to be watching on Saturdays that we'll be seeing play on Sundays, and Thursdays, and Mondays in the NFL next year, in years to come. That's all coming up here on this week's edition, the return of the Sports Block Podcast, the big college football preview extraordinaire. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll also try and see if we can get Travis on as well uh, to to. Book or to end the show here, um, but with with his college football thoughts as well. But with that being said, uh, we'll try and get Jeff Lloyd the second on for more college football talk. It's the college football preview extraordinaire, the 2019 2020 season here on the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on podcast.com. You can find it, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stackin Facebook Nathan and A link to the podcast posted once we get it uh, completed and uploaded. So Coming up next, Jeff Lloyd, Charlie Returns, maybe some Travis Grins as well here on the College Football Preview Extraordinaire Podcast of the Sports Block Podcast. We continue here on the Sports Block Podcast College Football Season Preview Special and pleased to be joined by a familiar voice to many of you, especially during draft season. It's none other than uh, Jeff Lloyd the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Very busy this time of the year. Jeff, thanks for taking a few minutes with me.
2: Uh, no time at all, Nathan. You know, there's always time for you. I always enjoy our chats. And uh, obviously, you know, and obviously, you with the transition here. Uh-huh. And for me, you know, summer is crazy as it is with two preteens. It's nice to just take a little break, talk a little ball.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean,. I suppose I could ask you who outside, or like who's a quarterback that you were really interested in that we'll see in a few years. But we all know it's going to be Tua and uh, uh, Justin Herbert there from Oregon, right? I mean, those are the two cream of the crop uh, guys in this quarterback class.
2: Uh, I'd say for now you're okay with that. Um, For me, look, I like Tua, I think he's a fantastic football player. I think he needs to stay healthy. Um, You want to see some more things from Tua Just, you know, natural I mean, it's so weird Alabama made such a transition in The way they did things You know, it was always We're just bigger, stronger, better than everybody And they ran the ball 30, 40 times a game And beat everybody's butt And then all of a sudden It was about, you know, Nick Saban It just seemed like he had a switchboard I would like to throw So we'll go out and get a whole bunch of Five-star wide receivers Let's get some really good throwing quarterbacks We're just going to flip the script here And do things totally different um, I still think, too, has got a lot a, a, a lot to prove in just general quarterback things. I mean, a lot of these balls, you just see him you know, just fighting five-star guys wide open down the field. Um, I think there's a lot more development there for him, so he's certainly the one draft-wise you would watch more this year. Um, Hebert, uh, Herbert, I think, is a little more ready now as far as what you know offenses are doing in the NFL in 2019.
0: Uh, Jalen Hurts moves from Alabama to Oklahoma. We know that Oklahoma's produced Heisman Trophy winners and number one overall quarterback picks in the last couple of NFL drafts. I don't necessarily see that with Jalen Hurts, but what can he do this year to really improve his stock, if anything?
2: I I think with Jalen Hurts, you're not talking about a guy that you're ever going to, you know, maybe see much of as far as the NFL level in Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens are going to continue to do what they did last year with Lamar Jackson maybe there would be a home for him. I think Jalen Hartnert's natural position would probably be a running back in the NFL. Um, who even knows? Um, but it is a great offense for him. And you saw it last year where they did diversify a little bit from what they were doing with Baker to fit a little bit more to Kyler, who was the better runner. Um, now, obviously, you have Jalen, who's not as fast as Kyler, but is a bigger, thicker guy. So there'll still be some of that element in there. Uh C. D. Bland is a fantastic playmaker. I'm sure he's going to find a way to get him involved. It's you know Jalen was a good enough passer to get through at Alabama. Obviously, Tua was just that much more nuanced and that much more better. I think they're going to you know scale it back a little bit. It won't be running Oklahoma the same way it was run for Baker or even Kyler. Even though Hurts has more experience than, than Kyler does, if he's you know if he's not as good a thrower as so other guys, well to throw it that much. And maybe you know it's only going to lead to you know less success. Um, and, you know, you always just evolve to what you have. He's still a premium talent at the, you know, a division for a college quarterback. You know, I you'll see more where he'll probably run close to 1,000, throw for like 3,000, not the numbers that Baker and Kyler were putting up.
0: I forget the name here. The name escapes me. I'll try and find it here in a moment. But I saw an ESPN article about this kid from North Texas who's thrown, you know, thousands oh, and thousands of yards. Um I'll, I'll try and get the name pulled up here, but you know, out of that non-power five, is he likely the like the quarterback that we're really gonna know his name by? You know, November, December.
2: Yeah, um, Mark Schofield is one of uh, is one of the quarterback guys I trust in the business. Mark does a fantastic job. Um, very high, and you're seeing things with a smaller program that you're not supposed to see. Um, and kind of pitching all over the yard, uh, you know, but you're know, very, very accurate on the underneath stuff. Very, very, you know, finding the deep man. No problem with that. It'll he, be an interesting Dane. You know, with the question of whether or not he'll ever be a eye- high selection. Um, you know, you, there's always that taxi pay because, you know, you're not a Power Five guy. But, uh, you know, he's certainly uh, an interesting guy. And there's a lot of guys who are very excited about him as this process goes on this, on this year.
0: Yeah, how could you forget a name like Fine? Mason Fine. <laughs> there
2: you go, Mason Fine, absolutely. Uh,
0: any other quarterbacks that we should kind of be looking at here that could really make a name for themselves this year? Any uh, sleeper quarterbacks anyway?
2: For me personally, um, he's, at, he's at Washington now, but a couple of years ago he was at Georgia. He mm. got hurt. Jake Fromm took over. I Watching Georgia the past two seasons, uh, you know, I, I think Jake Fromm is a good quarterback nothing really blows me away about it. But, you know, Jacob, uh, Jacob Easton is now going to be the quarterback of Washington this season. Uh, you know, he went, you know, he was a left coaster, came to Georgia to play. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. Bob took the job. Easton never got it back. He transferred, went back. And, you know, I don't know if problem's gotten any better than he was as a freshman. He was good enough. Obviously, he's only going to be a junior this year, so he's still got time. But, you know, with he's a guy I'm really looking forward to. And Washington is always just sneaky good. Every year, um, it, you know, it seems like they lose a ton to the draft, and then every it's always next man up. Um, so he's a guy I liked. It. The other things I, I, you know, the size checks out. He's six four, about two thirty. Good enough of an athlete. It, it just seemed like the Georgia situation kind of went south due to an injury. I mean, mm-hmm. He he's a five star guy. Got replaced by a five star guy. Jacob Eason's the guy I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year out of Washington. Thank well, God I can do it just through tape, and I don't have to stay up and worry so much about this through live
0: <laughs> watches like I had to before Baker Cleveland. Right. We right. Well, you know what, what'll help Washington too is their schedule is fairly easy. They get a lot of the tough uh, interconference games at home. So we'll see what happens there. I just jumped right into the quarterbacks, but I should have asked, as we look towards the 2020 NFL draft, What what position group is going to be the strongest going into the draft, do you think?
2: Uh, I'm going to say, for the offensive side of the ball, you're probably easily going to say wide receiver class. It, it kind of looks a little ridiculous. Um, you got you got two guys down at, um, at at Bama. You got Jerry Judy, and you got Her- uh, and uh, Henry Love the uh, third. Chanel down at Colorado is a fantastic player. I, I mentioned CD Lamb earlier. Uh, Jalen Rager is a guy I love out of TCU, Texas Christian, and I don't think he's one of the system guys at Texas Christian. He's just one of the guys. He is that legit down there. Um, the other one, and this is where it'll suit my Browns very well, is the offensive line position. Um, you know, Iowa's got a couple of big old boys in Alex Jackson and Tristan Wirfs, Uh Tennessee, he's got Trey Smith's a fantastic player. He got really, really good beat. Tommy Kramer out of Notre Dame. It's the offensive line and the wide receiver groups for right now are really, really strong. You know, it's, 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 if you're looking ahead for draft season. That they look like really really strong groups the running backs it's always so weird because so many running backs you, know, you talk about in august and then the name flashes once you get closer to the draft and it's usually the names you don't talk about right you know you just look at Josh Jacobs from Alabama last year this time last year not anybody was talking about him and ended up going as high as he did to Oakland
0: Jonathan Taylor would probably be you know that that top name in the running back class right but I' Jesse boy. Yeah, I'm guessing there's some concern, though, because of how much he's carried it and the physical style of play in the Big Ten that maybe, you know, I don't know, suffers kind of like a Bryce Love sort of deal, you know, hopefully he doesn't get injured, but all that wear and tear, is that going to affect a lot of, you know, potentially his draft stock or how teams view him?
2: uh we'll, we'll have to see um but in prop is wisconsin you know the, the the program is essentially built on you know what ain't you know if it ain't broke we ain't gonna fix it right um so you know he is that but i mean if you're looking more and it's not that even size of the question i mean the kid's about 5 11 to change and he's about he you know, weighs around 210 or so um he's up there high obviously deandre swift down at georgia is another fantastic player travis eating at you know, clemson the question you have with these guys are are they just straight like home run hitters? And you know, it may Taylor to a degree. He kind of is as well. You know, uh, is there anybody that would ever fit? You know, where you could get like that Ezekiel Elliott role? But then again, I don't know how much the NFL is truly looking for guys with this Ezekiel Elliott role because mm-hmm. it's good to have for a while. Then you got to pay him, and that's when everything seems to go a little bit south.
0: How about the big uglies up front here? What are the offensive linemen looking like?
2: Well, I told you, I was got a pair. Yeah. They got a pair of just, and it's, it, you know, for Iowa, it's almost kind of like, you know, rinse, repeat. You'll find the alignment from University of, University of Iowa.
0: Find them from uh, a farm yeah. somewhere. Just find them on a farm in Iowa.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, take them off the pops. You Take them off the, you know, the guy who's unloading the hay, carrying three bales at one time, put them on a football field, let him hit some people. Yeah, but they got a bunch of good people down there. Uh, you know, and obviously then Alabama, Alex Leather was a really good player. Um, you've got Trey Adams of Washington, who's been a very interesting prospect for a couple of years now. You want to see him rebound from injuries. Um, that's kind of been what's held him back. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, at, uh, uh, at Georgia, well, uh, Ben Cleveland's that guy who's not getting really talked about a lot. But once he got his opportunity, he really shined with it. But it, it, offensive line, and I believe it was uh, Dean Brewer today put out, I think he put out like a you know, like a preseason top 50. Mm-hmm. And he had eight offensive line on oh, that wow. board. So it's looking like a pretty strong class.
0: And I'm sorry if I if I missed it in here, but did you mention the tight end class? Because I've heard that this is could be a pretty strong class as well. Is that correct?
2: The, the tight end class, I, I think they're starting to find a way to use them more uh, in in college football, which is which is nice to see. Right mm-hmm. now, the names really aren't there. Um, you don't have a ton a ton of guys. Um, there's a uh, Colby Patterson out of Stanford. That's an interesting name from there. Uh, and sorry, Kobe Parkinson. But it's it's. I, I think this, the tight end class. You're going to need some guys to jump to even come close to what you brought last year. Obviously you know, with uh you know, Fant, uh you know, obviously the two Iowa kids there. Yep. And, and then everybody else that went. It was this stacked loaded group last year. And, you know, and we've talked for years now, and you know, we always talk about you know can anything match the 2014 you know, wide receiver class in the NFL? I think we're going to go that way for a while.
0: Will anything match tight end wise? The 2019 tight end class. On the defensive side of the ball, you know, last year, very defensive, strong draft. A lot of guys, and almost, you know, it's like a piranha. <laughs> you know, they just kind of ate at one another stock a little bit to a degree. On the defensive line side, though, who do you really like?
2: Uh, starting right off the bat, Chase Young out of Ohio State. It almost seems like rinse-repeat with this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Each year, we always do it. You know, who's the guy at Ohio State? Um, so he's, you know, he, he's just definitely in the Bosa role. Uh, he's a fantastic player. Uh, Auburn inside defensive lineman Nick Coe, quick, really quick, country strong, good player. Uh, Javon Kinloo uh, South Carolina, great, great player. Uh, good size, good length. He's, he's another good one. Um, I guess I'm trying to think here what's up on my list here. Oh, um, Julian Owens out of Notre Dame. Um, he's going to go play that Jerry Tillery role this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he does with that. But Jerry Tillery obviously ended up being a really, really high selection last year and a great player. So, uh, you know, as far as that, you know, then he put in Chase Young. Um, you know, in defensive line, it's a little bit similar to last year. You know, like we knew Nick Bosa and, you know, we knew some names. Nobody in the world talked a word about Quentin Williams last year, and he ended up getting drafted three overall. Yep. So there's, there'll be one. Somebody's going to come out of nowhere. You, you, you always got to be ready for it.
0: Well on the linebacker side could some bun who uh, comes out of nowhere maybe be a uh, Christian Roseboom from South Dakota State I saw he's on the the senior bowl watch uh, I mean just watching if he's he's phenomenal all over the field I know he's obviously not the best linebacker in the country but beside you know could who are some guys on the linebacker side a who you know we should really pay attention to but two could also uh, be some sleepers and will really get to become household names
2: yeah and, and actually the, it, it's funny what you brought up about the senior bowl I think they've done a fantastic job with that um and, and some people are saying oh we well, shouldn't do that because you know there's only so many kids can go to the game it's giving these kids a lot of looks already and that's what all of this postseason stuff is about you know mm-hmm. trying to get as many eyes as possible so if you know obviously the senior bowl was not going to take 13 kids from the University of Michigan but for anybody who wants to go study oh hey here's 13 kids from the you know from, from the University of Michigan to go check out if you know, so as deep as people want to get, it's a really great way. And I, I kind of, I love, love what, uh, Jim Nagy's doing down there in Mobile as far as handing him the Senior Bowl. Uh, you're still on show with probably Dylan Moses. Uh, it's he's. We usually get to these points with Alabama linebackers, but they're really good right off the bat, and then it's like, all right, well, you know, that's he's just that good, which maybe kind of fell Mac Wilson a little bit last year, although he's had a strong Cleveland. I had strong camp so far this summer in Cleveland for any of my Browns listeners. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm reversing course, guys. Okay. All right. I'm reversing course on that. Um, uh, uh, then oh, LSU definitely got a pair of guys. Uh, Michael Dignavich Jr. is a very, very special talent. Uh, very good sideline to sideline. They're special. Kenneth Murray down at Oklahoma is another impressive player. 6'2, Runs more like he's like, you know, a little sub 230 fantastic fantastic player in that space and then out you know closer to the area way out there um utah state david woodward uh it, it, it's funny utah state seems to be like a school out there. there there's like a guy or two every year and david woodward's one of those guys uh you know pretty much anything he gets to he tackle 100 tackles in and out all the time pretty big in athletic, six four, two almost 250 just can move he's kind of got like one of those uh late van Der Esch type bodies to him
0: We'll stay in Utah for a second because there they seem to be like special teams university there at at Utah. Uh, you know, good kickers and punters and whatnot. Uh, I feel like Rodrigo Blankenship has uh, been at Georgia for a, at least a decade, him and his uh, funky glasses or goggles. Uh, yes, he's but, had a nice decade down. In yes, he has. Uh, uh, no, there's a kicker at Syracuse who's really good. Any kickers or punters like that that you're even remotely paying attention to?
2: Not really, and this is always my thing, and it still drives me crazy. Don't draft them. Um, <laughs> don't ever draft them. Cleveland spent a fifth round pick. They drafted a kicker. They're probably not going to keep before Matt Wilson. Always draft because even if it's the greatest kicker ever, what is your goal for him? Mm-hmm. To maybe kick five, six extra points a week. I mean, it's it's such a waste of draft asset. And the thing is, is nobody talks about the difference in size in the ball. And they're basically evaluating these kids on what they did in college. You know, the fields are different. The way the you know the way the hash marks are set up, the way the goalposts are set up, it's literally a crapshoot. Yep. And what do you do? You wait till you see these kid kick kids kick as pros. You know, what happened? Baltimore had a great second kicker that they were never gonna get. Yes. we able to move him for what? A, a fifth, fifth round, round pick.
0: pick. Yep. Exactly. I was and just gonna bring Cleveland it up. Spent,
2: yep, and Cleveland spent a fifth round pick on a kicker, and he's most most likely if he wins this job, he didn't win it, he will only get the job because they spent a fifth round pick
0: on Win by default, then.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, he, won, he won, won the job, but won because he's got a draft slot.
0: Yep. Uh, defensive backs, then, again, very strong last year. What are you looking at at the defensive back class?
2: Uh, one of the biggest head-scratchers last year was what? why Bryce Hall from the University of Virginia didn't leave. Then he had to dig deeper into it. You know, Virginia's—you know—if you're in that area, you go to Virginia. You're walking out with that degree. You don't go to University of Virginia, you know, just to get out in two and a half semesters. Um, you want that degree. That right. it's pretty established university here on the East Coast. You want to be out in two—you know—in in five semesters, you go to Virginia Tech. Bryce Hall is a fantastic player, six-one, two hundred pounds. Uh, great ball instincts, willing tackler, um, almost the same superlatives you could say last year. Juan Thornhill. He's going to stay at corner where Thornhill eventually went to safety. But he's a fantastic player. And then it's always, you know, every year, who's the LSU corner this year? (laughs) This year, that would be Christian Fulton. Um, Right around 60, good. But again, another guy with track background, around 200 pounds, breaks well on the ball. Only question at this point is tackling, which is the same thing we kind of went through with um, Greedy Williams around the same time last year. And then uh, Florida is another one I like, CJ Henderson. He's just, it's rare to see guys so physical and feisty in every aspect of it in college but you know he'll get you within that five yards uh you know a slant he is quick he's all over it the hand placement is fantastic he breaks up balls he's a fun fun player and you know it it, it hurts for me to bring up the gator
0: yes i i know it does i know it does uh but you you came through well uh i would be remiss if i didn't ask you if you had your four college football uh playoff teams and who you think is going to be the national champion.
2: Okay, well, we're just going to give this before we go. One first. I forget. Safety position, Grant Delphit. Yep. Star. Book it. Top 20 pick. And, and he's one now that like, you don't even, you know, it's one of those ones where you literally just watch the film and you watch about a game and a half of them. It's okay. Okay, we're done here. He's fantastic. And just special, special player. Uh, well, I mean, look, you, you got to say Alabama. There's just no way you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, then you're going to go to the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, who's going to get in? Can Michigan finally do it? Can Michigan finally do it? I think it's going to be Michigan's year.
0: Okay. So you're going
2: to get Michigan in. You're going to get Alabama in. Um, I, I think somehow, some someway, Oklahoma's going to get in again. And you're going to get Clemson in again. And I, I don't – I think this year Alabama thinks they may be there. But I don't know. And I'm not betting against Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence is – it's ridiculous – and other than looking at Trevor Lawrence's face and saying, okay, he looks like he's 19 years old, you're watching him play, it, 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 and you literally think that he stole somebody's birth certificate <laughs> social security, stole an ID, because I, I don't think I've, and it's, it's been a long time since I've seen a guy that polished competing at the collegiate level, so if Clemson has Trevor Lawrence for every game this year and gets to that playoff, I don't see anybody beating him, and the other thing is is the kid just has absolute ice water. Yes. Nothing is big. He just goes out there and plays and everybody thought they were going to lose by twenty last year. And he went out there and just dropped dime after dime. And if you still
0: ready and he's got two more years with Ross good luck good luck to anybody else I, there's gonna be no more sure thing than in a couple years when he's eligible for the draft that he's gonna go number one no no other way around it there's no sure thing in an nfl draft at least not what i've seen not from this quarterback and
2: guess where that draft is
0: uh is that gonna be uh
2: where will be in cleveland, cleveland
0: ohio. ohio yeah i was gonna i was gonna say canton for a second but i think that's a, is yeah. that a split bid with them
2: Well, everything's really going to go on in Cleveland. You know they're going to find a way to incorporate the whole game, obviously, with the proximity to it there. So Baker Mayfield can come out with the Lombardi trophy, get the crowd all excited, (laughs) and Trevor Lawrence can go get introduced as the number one pick of the draft. I've already drawn this scenario up.
0: Just don't have that uh, Super Bowl win come against the Vikings. I've had enough heartbreak.
2: Hopefully Kirk Cousins will have something.
0: Yeah, yep. We'll hope for this year anyway. Okay. Well, hey. hey, Jeff, I always appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the football season. It's great that football's here, and I'll be talking to you down the road. Uh, enjoy the fall, my friend.
2: You got it, Nathan. Anytime, man. Just give me a shout-out.
0: Sounds good. Good luck to your Browns this year.
2: Thank you, sir. Good
0: luck. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Floyd II, Locked on Browns podcast. Great stuff as always. Uh, Listen to his podcast. It's fantastic. Even if you're not a Browns fan, you could get a whole bunch of – look at the names he just dropped on us in in that 20 minutes. It's fantastic. It's great stuff. He's the real deal. Love having him on. Love talking draft with him. Love talking football. He's just awesome. We'll continue to talk at college football here on the on the very long marathon edition of the College Football Season Preview Podcast here of the Sports Block Podcast. Charlie Hildebrand coming back next to talk Big Ten, Big 12, and make his college football playoff picks. It's all coming up here. And we'll, we'll try and get Travis Krins in as well. It's all coming up here. At Sports Block Podcast College Football Season Preview Special Edition. All right, we continue here on the Sports Block podcast and our college football season preview here. And Charlie Hildebrand is kind enough to rejoin me here on the podcast. Charlie, uh, we went over the Big Twelve or uh, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the SEC. We're going to go into the Big Twelve and the Big Ten. You ready for that?
1: I am ready for it.
0: Fantastic. Let's start in the Big Twelve. Uh feels like it's a two-horse race here. It's Texas, Oklahoma, and everyone else. I know I have probably grossly mismanaged uh, my records here with this conference, but don't you think it really all just boils down to Texas and Oklahoma?
1: With what we know, you're probably right. This is sort of a dark horse pick, and it's not who I'm picking to actually win the Big 12, but it's worth noting Iowa State's been pretty good. And it looks like, you know, they've got a quarterback back for the second straight year who was really good as a freshman last year. I, it's, it it would be incredibly difficult, but I think there's, it's possible Iowa State could, I I don't think they're going to win the conference, but could get the top two and play in the conference time. I,
0: I was on them for the longest time last year after I saw them in the bowl game. But then David Montgomery declared, and then, you know, H- Hakeem Butler, you know, their running back wide receiver combo. That, you I mean, that, lose
1: those two. That's tough. But I, they've got the, the true freshman quarterbacks back, now, and, and obviously backhand is back,
0: head coach. Right. And those are two big things. Uh, obviously, those are two important pieces, the quarterback and the coach. But I just feel like when you lose the position players that they do in the running back of the wide receiver, Montgomery and, and Butler, those are two highly impactful players. I I will be very curious to see what they have to replace them with. I don't think it's, they're going to get to that same production level. I would be very very surprised and shocked if they were.
1: I think they may be able to more or less replace Montgomery at running back. I think it's going to be harder to replace the Chiefs
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, West Virginia, new quarterback, no more Will Greer. I didn't even know who their quarterback is. New
1: coach, too. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dana Holgerson. Dana Holgerson left to go to Houston, which yeah. is weird, leaving a leaving Power 5 school to go to a group of high school, but that's what happened.
0: Yeah, that that is very true. So West Virginia, probably a down year for them. Uh, a guy we're very familiar with. Chris Kleinman, the you know former head coach of the North Dakota State University Bison and the seven-time national <laughs> champion, oh, 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 Buck the Bison. Anyway, um, he's now coaching Kansas State, so we see no more Bill Snyder. Les Miles is at Kansas, so Kansas is, if n- for no other reason, interesting at least to see what the coach is going to do. Uh, and then, you, of course, you have uh, Gundy, Mike Gundy there at Oklahoma State. He never leaves. Uh, Texas Tech, a new head coach. No more Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the, the handsome devil that he is. Uh, so the Big 12, there's a lot of change with it, and I think that's why everyone's solely kind of focused on Texas and Oklahoma running the Big 12.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, there's easily the two most. Successful, not just over the last twenty years, but over the last hundred years of college football, and yeah, I mean, I I think ultimately, like last year, that's going to come down to those two
0: again. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback at Oklahoma. Uh, it's no longer. Uh, I mean, he used to be the quarterback at Alabama, of course, and now Tua Togavailoa is at Alabama. Uh, he's got that rain, uh, the rightful starting job there. Uh, we've seen. Yeah,
1: por- I mean, no big shoes to feel or anything. No, back to back Heisman Trophy winners and first round draft picks that led teams to conference titles and the playoffs.
0: And I not mean, ju- not yeah, just the first I mean, no round. No, not just a first round pick, but the number one overall pick yeah. here. So it's clearly it's it's clear that Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing. Um, with that being said, I don't anticipate seeing Jalen Hurts be able to play. Like Kyler Murray and like Baker Mayfield, based on what we've seen at Alabama. But then again, he will get to face some of the weakest defense that he's ever seen, uh, compared to the SEC. So I, I do wonder how he's going to do. I, I'm just very baffled by Oklahoma. I'm very curious to see how they all, how that all pans out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be able to throw it okay, but I think it's safe to say he's not going to have the ridiculous passing stats that Baker Murray and then or Baker Mayfield and then Kyler Murray had. You
0: could combine them too. I mean, you may I mean, as well at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But- now, I think he's not as fast as Kyler Murray, but he's a heck of a lot bigger than either of those two quarterbacks. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think they'll probably run him a fair amount. And when I say he's not as good of a passer, I mean, I think he's still a solid passer. Yep. And will run the Oklahoma offense pretty well and be good. But I think it's, there's going to be more quarterback runs this year than the last few.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I. I I mean, I think that is if we're gonna if we would talk about the top five questions surrounding the college football season, I just think that's really high up there is what is Jalen Hurts going to be able to do in this Oklahoma offense or what is Lincoln Riley going to be able to Get Jalen Hurts to do to kind of replicate the success that he's had with his last two quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and yeah, Kyler Yeah, I mean, if we're just
1: talking about not even individual stuff, just team accolades to win the conference and make it to the playoffs for the third straight year, I mean that's an incredibly high bar to clear. And I, I, I think they can do it. We'll see if they do or not. It'll be, uh, it'll, it'll be difficult though. I mean. You know, based off what we've seen, you can maybe lose once to get in the playoffs. Sometimes mm-hmm. once is too many, and that's always difficult to do.
0: Absolutely. And then you look down in Austin, all eyes on Texas, uh, and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, but you have, uh, i give you a
1: horns down to that comment, think, I don't want the Big think, 12 to flag You
0: know that. what? Okay, so before we get into Texas, let's talk about that. The Big 12 is being very petty with this, don't you think? I mean, it's almost like they're like, oh, no, we don't want to upset Texas because they might leave us by, with this stupid horns down thing. This is just stupid, right? Teams should be able it to do the tough. horns down I thing. Want-
1: I don't want to say that you should universally be able to do horns down. Like, there's ways you could do horns down where it's like, okay, you're just like trying to rub someone else's face in it. Mm-hmm. But if a Texas guy does horns up, I don't think, I don't know why there should be any issue if, a, if another player from a different team responds with horns down. I mean, I think it's better to do that than like flip them off.
0: I mean, we kind of so. see the bison kind of do that horns up deal and stuff do you think the missouri valley you know if south dakota state or indiana state missouri state would you know do the horns down deal that the missouri valley would be like oh my god we, we got to put an end to this here i i just find it to be rather ridiculous
1: yeah it's it's dumb
0: uh but texas does return ellinger back at quarterback i'm blanking on the the head coach now, but he used to coach Tom at Houston. Herman. Tom Herman, thank you. Yep, he was at Ohio State.
1: of uh, former Ohio State receivers coach, Zach Smith.
0: Oh, boy, that's dragging really. some. It turns out
1: those two don't like each other, and, <laughs> but
0: yeah. <laughs> dragging some, uh, some bad names through the mud here. But uh, yeah. a lot of people like Texas, and rightfully so. I'm one of them. I think they are poised for big things this year. What they have to get by though. It's
1: funny that how they ended up being pretty good. You know, I think they either they won ten or eleven games last year. I know they beat uh, Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Spanked them. Yeah. Lost to Maryland early in the year. Things didn't look great then, but right. they really uh, circled the wagons after that.
0: And we mentioned earlier th- I mean,
1: they beat both Oklahoma and Georgia last year. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that can say they beat two teams of that caliber, especially outside of Alabama and Clemson.
0: Absolutely. And we mentioned earlier that Texas does have to play LSU. That game is in Austin. I do think if they lose that, certainly they aren't out of it, but that would mean you it would put more emphasis and importance on winning the Red River rivalry with Oklahoma in October. But what do we see from this Texas team outside of Ellinger? What do they all have that can that they can put together all the pieces this year and make a significant run towards a playoff spot?
1: Well, kind of like USC for the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, they've always, you know, theoretically got lots of talent. It just kind of depends on how much does it produce and basically if they've got a quarterback. And if they've got a quarterback, it turns into, you know, we're going to make a run at a playoff in, a, in titles of some sort. And if they don't have a quarterback, it turns into like, huh, well, we went 7-5 and five or worse and no one knows what's going on and we're angry at the coach. I like we've sort of talked about I think they've got a quarterback this year. They will be quite good. It just depends how good. Are they gonna be, you know, nine and three and some fans in Texas are sorta ho-hum about everything, or are they gonna be better than that and, you know, invoke memories of the Colt McCoy and Vince Young teams under background.
0: And certainly more pressure is on Texas than Oklahoma this year. I would assume. I mean, the pressure at Texas is always large. Mac Brown knows that.
1: Um, I mean, probably,
0: Charlie Strong but knows I mean, that. It's also
1: worth noting, you know, Texas hasn't won back-to-back Heisman trophies. Where you know that also elevates everyone. I mean, if if Oklahoma went nine and three, they certainly wouldn't fire Lincoln Riley or anything. But I think there would be a lot of people who would be pretty upset without the season
0: And that that was going to be my question is that with Oklahoma's recent success over you know, the last couple of years with Lincoln Riley, have they they rose to that almost that Texas level of scrutiny within their fan base where that expectation level is going to be something that maybe they can't sustain long-term?
1: Well, I mean, I think Oklahoma's always been the same as Texas. There's just more Texas fans because it's a bigger state and a bigger university, but I mean, let's not... Let's not act like the school that had, you know, a 47-game winning streak and, you know, depending on how you rank national titles outside of, like, Notre Dame and Alabama's one more game. Sure. I mean, the the expectations with the suit, other than that brief stretch in the 90s where they were really bad, they've basically been incredibly good for, like, 60 years now.
0: That's fair. So, um, I have – so, I – I put these together here. I don't think they are very close at all. But we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what you think here. I have a lot of six and sixes in this uh, conference here. I have uh, Baylor at six and six. I w- I have Iowa State at six and six, I'm sure that's wrong. They'll probably win a few more than that. Uh, as you said there's stuff,
1: the last two years you still think the cyclones are going I mean I don't get me wrong, I don't have Iowa State winning ten years. Yeah, I, six and six. Uh, you know
0: what? I have them losing to on the road to Baylor, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. I could certainly see the, and Kansas State. I mean, they could win two or maybe three of those games and go to nine and three. I guess I don't know for sure how good, you know, Texas Tech is going to be this year. West Virginia, Baylor. It's always just, it's always difficult to go on the road and play these guys. That's true. And, and that is,
1: I, I won't argue
0: that. And it is a lot of travel, especially for a team like West Virginia. Um, Kansas State, I have six and six, and Chris Kleiman's first year. I think that's just gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time. TCU six and six. I don't know if that's right. Texas Tech six and six. Who the hell knows if that's right? West Virginia five and seven, Oklahoma State seven and five. So I don't see a lot of competition outside of Texas and Oklahoma, but here's the here's the stunner. Kansas, four wins. Wow, you're going four. Four wins with less miles. I mean, you get Indiana State and Coastal Carolina. I feel like those are Ws. And then Kansas State, I have them winning the in-state rivalry there uh, in the what, the Sunflower Bowl or whatever they want to call it. And then against hey, Baylor. That's,
1: when, when Kansas and Kansas State play out, this year at least, that's two national title-winning coaches battling against each other. That
0: is very true. Uh, so I have them at four wins, so that's pr- that's probably the biggest surprise I have, uh, and then Iowa State at six and six. I didn't really like doing that, but uh, then o- Oklahoma and Texas each at eleven and one. How do you have the Big Twelve looking? Uh,
1: I have. We'll, we'll go with the two teams at top last. I will, or I'll say that last. I don't have them okay. last place in the conference. I think Iowa State's going to be eight and four again. A uh, chance to if They win the bowl game, get to nine. I think they've only won nine games one other time, like in the last fifty years. I think, T- I think TCU and Oklahoma State will be a little bit better than you had. You know, more like, probably also like 8-4 or so. Sure. And then I think Kansas, you know, two wins. I think Baylor and Texas Tech both below five hundred. I think, I don't know, it's it's tough with Kansas State. I'm also going to say 6-6. Six and six. That's mostly just a kind of breaking it in the middle because I don't have a clue what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I could see them being like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna try to do what Bill Snyder did, and it worked." I could also see it being like, "No, if this works when Bill Snyder did it, but other people can't do it." I just do not know. The and West Virginia, I think, is gonna struggle without uh, without Mister uh, Holgersen, Holgersen and yeah. his amazing hair,
0: and Will Greer, and uh, you know their wide receivers. You know David Stills, the the yeah. fourth, and they they're replacing a lot. So I might be a little outside uh, or might be a little more optimistic at five and seven here. Uh, but so you have Oklahoma and Texas then at the top.
1: I have them both like you. I have them both at 11 and one. I, was, I have. Do we?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If you want to do the big 12 championship game, certainly go ahead.
1: Well, I've got the inverse of last year. I've got Oklahoma winning the regular season meeting and then Texas winning the rematch in the Big 12 championship game. So flip of what happened last year. I
0: have Texas winning both of them. Both games.
1: That could also happen. So I could see
0: that. The the one question I was going to ask you regarding Matt Campbell in Iowa State is if he goes 8-4 and four and wins a bowl game, goes 9-4, and four, or maybe he won't even be at the bowl game by that point, what is the the likelihood that Matt Campbell, that this is his last year at Iowa State?
1: The biggest thing, and I always think this is more important, or the most important thing, that coaches basically accept, you know, if it's Wes Miles of LSU or Scott Frost at UCF trying to finish an undefeated season. If there's not a national title on the line uh, or something, or not Wes Miles, I mean uh, Rich Rodriguez before he left yep. uh, West Virginia to go to Michigan. Because that's something like that on the line. They're not going to stay. They're going to leave because they've got too much stuff they've got to take care of. So if Matt Campbell leaves, it's not going to be after the bowl game. It'll be before. It's tough because people always, you know, the coaches always say we love this and we're going to be here for the long haul I'm and take better jobs. That happens all the time. And mm-hmm. It's tough to fall before it. It seems like he does kind of like it at Iowa State, so I think it's possible he could stick around there for a while. I mean, not like for 10 years, but for another two or three.
0: Because he's he's a name that's even floating around the NFL circles, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, too, is we just don't know what jobs are going to be open. I mean, it's quite possible USC will be open at the end of the year. But outside of that, I mean, there aren't a lot of jobs that. I mean, maybe Auburn. No offense. There aren't a lot that you can look at and be like, oh, this is a great, you know, top 10 job that is probably going to be open because the coach is going to get fired. No offense. And, and I don't think Matt Campbell would work at USC. I uh, think he's more of a yeah. grit and grind guy.
0: I was just going to say, no offense to Matt Campbell, but I can't imagine uh, Shot and Kirk and folk being ecstatic if USC were to hire him. <laughs> I, I just can't see that. But. You never know. But,
1: but like, but long story, that you know, I was rambling a bit there. If he gets eight regular season wins again, I think there's a strong likelihood he would he would go somewhere else.
0: Yep. Uh, anything else Big 12 related that we need to get to?
1: Well, I said I've got Texas. Oh, no, yeah, we both mentioned that we had one conference. Yeah, I don't, yep. I don't think I have anything else with the Big 12.
0: All right. The Big 10 we go, and I will admit I am totally biased here, and I – am taking the injury to uh mr axelrod into consideration no i'm not um i i was try i actually was fairly unbiased just based on all of the the good stuff i've been hearing about the recruits and you got tyler johnson at minnesota the wide receiver he's very good and of course pj fleck Um, I do think the Gophers are going to take a significant jump this year, in large part because of the schedule that they have. But we'll get to them in a moment. We may as well start in the East, which arguably, is the Big Ten East the best or second best division in all of college football?
1: Well, it's it's definitely one of the two best. It's either the Big Ten East or the SEC West. I don't think there's any other that you can make a good case for, at least. And we'll see who's better at the end of the year. I mean, I think with the loss of Urban Meyer and Ohio, I mean, I'm sure Ohio State will be plenty good, but not as much of a uh, sure thing as before. You know, I mean, I don't yep. think they're going to go seven and five, but you know, maybe they only go ten and two in the regular season. So, with the loss of Urban Meyer, I'd say the SEC West is better as of right now, but you know, we'll see when the, uh, the season plays out.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Penn State loses Trace McSorley. They lost Saquon Barkley. The the year before they also lost to uh, Miles Sanders, right? Yeah. Or, uh, the yeah, running back. Yeah, the so,
1: running back that replaced Barkley. Yep.
0: So Penn State is going to be hurting a little bit. I actually have them. I think going like something like 7 I guy
1: who was going to be we sort of talked about this yeah, with the SEC. The guy who they thought was going to be their starter, Tommy Stevens. Yeah. Will have to go to Mississippi State, where yep. his offensive coordinator at Penn State, Jordan. Joe Moorhead now is, so the head coach they've got to there. start somewhat younger, less experienced. Yep. Steven didn't start much, but he, he had played a lot. So, yeah, they, they it'll be interesting to see how they look at quarterbacks.
0: And you look at Penn State's schedule. They have a lot of difficult road games this year. Uh, Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State. I'll throw Minnesota into the mix, again, just because I'm, I'm being a little biased here. Michigan at home. I mean, that's a very difficult scheduled to navigate through
1: it is it's also worth noting that Penn State recruits better than anyone in the conference except Ohio State so yep. they are other than the Buckeyes like just brimming with talent
0: and and you know what I mean soon I think they will surpass Ohio State because this is the 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 first year with what Zach Day as the head coach uh, at what Ryan Day sorry not Zach Day Ryan Day as the head coach again just Chalk that one up. Another name that stacking gets wrong. Here we'll keep a tally. Uh, But Ryan Day now is the head coach there at Ohio State. They were kind of—he was the head coach in in waiting, or you know, grooming with the whole Urban Meyer situation last year. First full year at Ohio State. How do you think he's going to do?
1: I think they're going to be good, but I think it's—I don't think they're going to win the division. I mean, when you also throw in, you know, they've got a new quarterback. Um, Justin Fields incredibly talented, but we, you know, in theory, but we don't have a lot of, uh, in-game action to prove like, oh, this guy, I mean, like, I'm sure he'll be fine, but, you know, I'm not ready, like some people are, to say he's like the best quarterback in the league and going to be first team all league necessarily. They're good enough, though. They're going to win most of the games on their schedule just by talent alone, as long as, you know... They don't have horrible luck, but it's also worth noting they've had they lost to Iowa badly on the road two years ago. Yep, Purdue lost last to Purdue year. badly last year. Yep. <laughs> so I, I think it's quite possible there's another one of those games they have this year. And I, 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 I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna go ten and two. They're still going to be incredibly good, but not. Not quite at the level that they had been under Urban Meyer for the last five six years, and
0: I think maybe they have a two year window where they can really do some damage, and then it's going to start tapering off. Because I just don't see Ryan Day being able to recruit at Ohio State like Urban Meyer did. I just don't. I don't think that the 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 well, maybe, caliber yeah, of talent I mean, can I mean, be sustained. Maybe
1: outside of Ohio, but like let's not kid ourselves. Most of the kids they get are from in state and. Almost all those kids grow up hoping to play for Ohio yep. State. So yep. I mean, you can get you can get a pretty good roster by only getting Ohio kids and nowhere else.
0: Right? You can't. You yep. can
1: win a national title with only Ohio kids, but you can probably win a Big Ten title with only Ohio kids.
0: Certainly possible. I just don't. I don't think we're going to be. Able, we're going to see them be that perennial playoff contender. Under Ryan Day, I just don't. You know, it'll
1: be interesting to see. I mean, I think they will probably have years where they are, and years where you know they may have some nine and three years, which will be interesting to see. It's been a long time since Ohio State's lost three games in the season. Right. I guess it's been since Luke Fickle was the interim head coach in twenty eleven. Lost
0: seven. I uh, don't. So I think Ohio State's going to do really well. Michigan, I think this. I this is the year that Jim Harbaugh needs to come through for. Michigan for the Wolverines because they see that they maybe have that opening. They're with Ryan Day and Ohio State. This is the year you get Ohio State coming to the big house. Michigan must come through this year or Jim Harbaugh may be out of a job.
1: I, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to say if they go 10-2 and and lose to Ohio State, they're not going to fire Jim Harbaugh then. But if they go 8-4 and four and lose to Ohio State... Then yeah, we'll
0: see. Because you, I mean, if you factor in that you know, let's say they lose to Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State, or go one and two against. I mean, that's going to bring Jim Harbaugh's record to something like what four and twelve or something against their four and eleven against the big rivals of Michigan. That's or like the top three. That just can't. That, that can't be something that will sit well with the Wolverine faithful.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would sit well, but I just, if they go, I mean, it, it, it depends. I think there's, I think it's unlikely he's going to get fired this year.
0: I might have Most notably
1: because I think Michigan's going to be pretty good this year. I might
0: have maybe overstepped my myself with that there, but either way, uh, Michigan will be good. Michigan State's going to be very good, and obviously that's the, the cream of the crop right there. Um, Indiana's going to be bad. Maryland, I, I mean, posts, you know, that whole deal last year, um, the player dying and, you know, the, the head coach getting fired. Maryland, I think, is going to be bad. And, of course, the, then you have Rutgers. So, I mean, Rutgers, excuse yeah. me. Uh, they're going to be very bad. I have I do have Rutgers winning two games, though. UMass and Liberty. Hey, I don't
1: think they're going to be, If they win any outside of those, it'll be a surprise. Yeah, it
0: will. It will definitely... Be a surprise. Uh, So Big Ten East, what do you have?
1: I I think Ohio State. I think Ohio State and Penn State are both going to be ten and two. I think Michigan's going to be eleven and one. I think they're going to lose to Ohio State, which is going to be incredibly frustrating. But it's going to be the only regular season game.
0: I have Ohio State at eleven and one. I have Michigan at ten and two. Michigan State at nine and three. Penn State at seven and five, like I say, I don't really like it. You know, like as you said, they recruit very well. Uh, yeah,
1: mine's more just sorta of like Ohio State, that they're gonna be talented enough that they can beat most of the teams on their schedule.
0: And then uh, at the bottom, Maryland, Indiana and Rutgers, so it doesn't really matter too much there. I
1: think Maryland may be able to win somewhere between like four and six games, depending on some breaks. I don't think Indiana and Rutgers are I think Maryland's got a chance to go to a bowl game. I don't think the other two are going
0: to. I would agree with you there. Uh, the Big Ten West, this is where it gets really interesting because this arguably is one, one of the most interesting and intriguing divisions in all of college football this year. Just probably
1: be- the most wide open. Yes. I think Other than Illinois. I, we can probably agree Illinois is not going to win the division. Correct. I think you could make a case any of the other six teams will. Yep. You maybe have you maybe would have to convince me a little bit harder with Purdue, Purdue and Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I don't think Northwestern can do it two years in a row, especially after they lose their quarterback. Yep, but you can make a case for it because they did last year. And then you get into you know Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska. I think you can like you can make not just like yeah, I mean it could happen, but like make like, good cases for any
0: of those four. Iowa loses both their top tight ends from last year, so that's something to consider. Wisconsin, I think, is maybe kind of on a downward trend here. Uh, they
1: had their worst year last year in a while. Yeah, I and mean, it wasn't because their offense was bad. They were great at running the ball, but they weren't good at throwing it, and they weren't nearly as good on defense. And they, they
0: still had. have Jonathan Taylor. He is a uh, Heisman trophy candidate so we can't discount Wisconsin by any means um you know the Purdue had the whole um i, I don't know just last year with with it was tyler trent right no
1: yeah, that was the name the, of, a, it was the of Tyler. Yes, I yep, don't know the if super just fan. A student or just a
0: fan, but yeah, that was his name. Yep. Uh, I mean, he was the one with the with the cancer and stuff, and unfortunately, he has since passed away. Stuff, but he was a source of inspiration for that team. I don't know if you know. I, I just don't know with everything going on in the conference or in the, in this division if Purdue is really up for it. So I think it really comes down to three teams. Um, well,
1: with Purdue, it's, it's more of a it's their coach that people like to coach and yes. think he's a great offensive line. But, yep. And they got to the, end that, I like it on Rondell Moore, I think, the, the freshman, the tiny slot explosive guy.
0: Okay, yep. Um,
1: but yeah, but, but yeah, Purdue not as likely sometimes to win the division.
0: So, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Iowa, I think it, it's really essentially just going to be those Four teams there, um, and when it's all said and done, I think you're going to. S- i le- okay. Let's let's talk about Nebraska for or do you want to talk about Nebraska more in depth first or Minnesota?
1: It is your show. We can do it however you want. You are
0: you are the guest. You are the resident college football all expert. Right, we so do.
1: we're going to do your Gophers first. Okay. If you want if you think Minnesota's gonna win the division, it's because yep. you like that they're in year three under PJ Fleck. Yep. They improved in year two, yep. especially at the end of the year where they looked strong. Yep. And then year three, I think they've got the most easily the most returning starters in the division. Yep. Probably in the conference. I don't know about the whole country or not, but they've got a boatload of guys back with experience. Ah, That's well done. Well done with
0: the boatload thing of rowing the boat. <laughs> That's-
1: didn't even plan that. That was just a happy accident. I mean, you combine that with what you said. They've got—I I don't know, I, I know they have an easier schedule. Who are their cross division? Uh, they have. Teams? I
0: mean, it. They have Rutgers. They're at Rutgers. They get Maryland at home. Um, I think those are the only two. I mean, they don't have to play Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, or Ohio State. I so mean, this I,
1: is even easier than Nebraska. Nebraska yes. is easier, and of the three that Nebraska plays, they do play Ohio State at home. But yeah. their other two are uh, home against Indiana and at Maryland. Yeah. So Nebraska's is easy, and but Minnesota's is even easier than Nebraska. Right. So, yeah, it's returning starters, year three under PJ Flood, and easy cross division. Yep.
0: Schedule. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. They do have Penn State, but that Penn State game is at home. So
1: Okay. So, I, so there's is basically like Nebraska. They've got yeah. one of the tough teams and then two of the much, much, much easier teams.
0: Right. But, I mean, I would. I, I mean I would say that Nebraska's is definitely harder because they have Ohio State and I think, I think we yeah. both think Ohio State's gonna be better than Penn State, just given everything, you know, that that Penn State has lost. They might be a younger team. So I with with that being said, I get that the injury to Axel Rod, the the starting quarterback from Minnesota is worrisome, is troublesome and I I a lot of people
1: I'm not a diehard Minnesota guy. You saw him play more than I did last year. I do know against Nebraska. The Axelrod guy got hurt against Nebraska, came out, and then when the other was Tanner Morgan, Bangin, what's his
0: name? I think Morgan.
1: When he came in, he played much, much better than the other guy. So I, I now you don't want to do like a one player, a one no. game eval, and be like, wow, he was good in this game. That means he's better always. Right. But in, in the one game I saw the most Minnesota, he looked pretty good.
0: And I'm super, I I, I know I'm not super fan Marcus Traxler here, but I am, I'm just going to keep rowing that boat. And I, I think Minnesota's got a really good chance this year to do a whole lot of damage. They do get Nebraska at home. Trouble and and Wisconsin troublesome spot. It I think with Wisconsin too. After having won the Axe last year in Wisconsin and uh, pretty much pummeling Wisconsin and annihilating them, I think that the pressure is off this game this year, or a, a little bit of the pressure. It's like oh, yeah, I don't know if I'd
1: say it's off. but no. it's it's not the same when you're staring. You know what? Like a twelve-game losing streak in the face. Right.
0: But, you know the yeah. pressure is now to to hang on to the Axe. It's not. Oh my gosh, we haven't won this for over a decade. There,
1: there is more pressure on Wisconsin now trying to get it back.
0: Yes, yup, and to avoid that embarrassment. But those two games are at home. The two toughest games are going to be at Iowa, which happens to be on my birthday. So, of course, they're going to lose because why would, why would some would Floyd team? Rosedale. Yeah, and then at Northwestern. But I don't think Northwestern is going to be all that incredibly difficult. So, I think it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best team but the schedule really, I think, favors Minnesota to be that surprise team and come out of the Big Ten West.
1: Someone's going to come out of the Big Ten West. I've probably changed my mind who It's going to be just three times during this phone call.
0: Because okay? <laughs> I, you have Nebraska, I'm guessing.
1: I do not have Nebraska, but really? you want me to, to talk about Nebraska? Yes, and yes. The reasons why you could be, the reasons you could make a good case for Nebraska are sort of like P.J. Fleck it's that it's year two under Scott Frost and so it was year two where they took the huge jump at Central Florida on mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska with all their problems and going 4-8 and eight last year although side note if they wouldn't have had the first game of the year against Akron canceled because of the rain and would have won that first one I would have liked to have seen how the rest of the season would have played out yep. I mean I don't think they would have won 10 games but I think they maybe could have gotten a little more momentum and won like six Right. but Scott Frost in year two, and that their offense generally was good last year. It should be even better this year with Adrian Martinez in his second year as the starter. And he's a I potential
0: he's, Heisman Trophy candidate as well, isn't he? If
1: we are, Yeah, if we are ready, he is a candidate. I don't think he's going to win it this year, but I think right. he's going to have a pretty good year. I think he's easily the best quarterback in the division, probably the best quarterback in the conference, at least off. Mm-hmm. Stuff you could prove. I mean, yep. If you want to say Justin Fields at Ohio State has more talent, he, he may, but he's not proven it to the same degree.
0: Yeah, And
1: oh. then the other thing is just like Minnesota, they've got the right schedule to do it. I know a lot of the years Wisconsin has won the division, they have had incredibly light cross-division schedules. For Nebraska, they do play Ohio State, but their other two are against Indiana and Maryland, which looks much better than Last year, when I think, uh, what was it, last year, Nebraska had... Michigan State,
0: uh, I think, right?
1: Mich- they had Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State last year. That oh, God, it?
0: murder's real, ro- murders ro- And they almost beat Ohio State last year, and I think that's... And they, uh,
1: and they did beat Michigan State with Lincoln.
0: And I, I and I think and, a lot and that's of...
1: that's the other thing, is like Minnesota, is that Nebraska started 0-6. Of their last six games, they went 4-2. They lost by five, I think, to Ohio State, and they were and they were tied with Iowa, and Iowa made a field goal on the last
0: play of the game. Right, and that game against Ohio State, which they nearly pulled the upset, I think that's why a lot of people are look they're looking back at that and saying this team has a ton of potential to be able to do that. And to your point about the schedule, home against Ohio State, home against Wisconsin, home against Iowa. So, other than they have to go on the road to Minnesota. You're looking at those games, they get the top, the what well, we presume to be the top teams in the Big Ten West, they're going to get them all at home outside of Minnesota.
1: Yeah, since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, I think this is the easiest schedule they've ever had. There are some Nebraska conspiracy fans that think the Big Ten purposely gave them hard schedules because the Big Ten did not want Nebraska to do well. I think that's ludicrous. I think there maybe were times Nebraska had a hard schedule, not from any, like, conspiratorial thing. It was just more like, hey, look at this new toy we have. Let's have our good new toy play our good other toys. So I mean, I think there were times it was tough early on, because they wanted to see Nebraska play big games, because that's good for the television. I think the
0: six Rutgers fans would also scream conspiracy theory (laughs) that uh, the Big Ten East is way too difficult for them to be in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you know, what, if they were in the Big Ten West, they would probably they would still lose almost every game. Like, uh, they, yeah. might annoyed,
0: they would, but at least they they maybe have a better shot, a slightly yeah. better shot. Um, but I
1: mean, I think Nebraska is going to be. I mean, they were better last year, even though their record wasn't any better than the year before. But I think they will be will be better this year. It just depends how much better. It's if they, you know, top out at like seven and five, or if they really catch lightning in the bottle and go ten and 2
0: the year two thing under Scott Frost, obviously we saw what he was able to do at Central Florida and turn that whole thing around. Um, he, I'm just wondering on the level of recruitment, he certain certainly should be able to get the better players there at Nebraska than Central Florida, but the fact that the competition he's going against is going to be more difficult than what Central Florida had to go against, no offense to Tulane and East Carolina and, you know, In those teams, I
2: I think they
1: can be good and have a really good offense, but they're not going to score as many points as they did at UCF, just because there's better defenses in the Big Ten. I mean, not everybody. I don't think Illinois or Rutgers has better defenses than, you know, Houston or South Florida, but, you know, you're not going to, and not that you can't, but you're not going to consistently be like, hey, yeah, we scored 50 against Ohio State and Iowa and Wisconsin.
0: Exactly. I guess that was going to be more my point is that he might have the better recruits than he would have had at UCF in year two, but it might not necessarily pan out to that same jump just because of the level of competition that he's going to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be better, but I mean, whether they, I think they went from six wins in year one to 13 in year two. I don't think Nebraska's going to win 11 games. So I I don't think they're going to have the seven win improvement, but I got him as like a weird chaotic 84 where like they beat ohio state at home and then turn around and lose to northwestern the next week <laughs> and then the, their final three games are home against wisconsin at maryland home against iowa yep. i think they're going to beat both wisconsin and iowa but lose on the road at maryland oh like no an, all, an all-time trap sandwich game yep where it's like oh we're beat up but we're glad we beat wisconsin and then oh man we lost to maryland
0: and then maybe how do you get and up for that Iowa game?
1: Minnesota and Purdue also, and just in like, like you know, struggling on the road and just very like, hey, we're better and we're learning how to win, but we've not truly learned how to win, to win yet, like every week, bring our
0: A game. Any Anything else that we need to talk about then regarding Purdue or Northwestern, anything else in the Big Ten West before we get to our winner?
1: Um, I think Wisconsin we probably talked about already. I think Iowa's going to be interesting. I mean, just because, I mean, they, like any of them, I can see any of the four teams we talked about going seven and five, eight and four, Mm -hmm. also going like 10 and two. And if you are pro Iowa, you would say, or high on them, you'd say, you know, they've got their quarterback back. They lost some defensive linemen, but a lot of the guys who did not start, like the five star guy, AJ Evanessa, who's coming in to be a junior, is even better than the guy who played in front of them. Yep. So.
0: That production, though, at the tight end. Like you said, they do lose
1: the tight ends. um, And, like, their offensive line is really great at producing, like, individual offensive linemen that do great. Sometimes. They do as a team, sometimes they don't. It just kind of depends. You know, how good are they going to be as a unit? But individually, they have talented, good offensive linemen, too.
0: I don't know how much if you've heard about Minnesota fans freaking out that they might lose to South Dakota State. I can't see SDSU being able to pull off the upset here in a couple of weeks on that opening Thursday. Tough. Especially with I mean, the new quarterback, it can
1: always happen. But the biggest thing is, if it's going to happen, it would be that you know Minnesota turns it over three times and also just waltzes into the game expecting to win by fifty. I think yeah. you know it would have to be something like that. If they if they don't turn it over and are like, "Hey, we want to start this season off strong," I think it's then South Dakota State's not going
0: to do that. thinks they can keep it within two touchdowns. I don't even think that South Dakota State could maybe even do that. I I don't I don't know. I really don't know with. This game.
1: I mean, it just depends. It depends how it plays out, and you know we don't know enough about South Dakota State's quarterback yet. I think I would. So would the sounds like South the real Dakota deal. State if they still had Taron Christian and also still had Winicky and Goddard too. Yep. Like I, mean, I think South Dakota State's going to be good, but I mean I, I, I don't know. I mean it's it's tough.
0: Well, I, if you read that, I,
1: I don't think I don't think South Dakota State's. Gonna be
0: if you've read that no, I,
1: I don't think Minnesota's gonna win like fifty six to three or whatever it was, like seven or eight. Oh years god, ago
0: that was so bad Illinois. So bad. So bad. Oh, I I hope that's not the case. But if you saw that article in the Argus Leader by Matt Zimmer about Jabor Gibbs, this is the guy that the the Jackrabbits really seem to be rallying around, the freshman there, so be curious to see how that goes.
1: I do not. I don't know who he is. Is he a, is he playing quarterback? He is the
0: quarterback. Yep. Okay. Freshman quarterback. So well,
1: if he's a freshman, it'd be fun to have a guy started for four years and be better. Reach right. Out w-
0: wouldn't that be something? Uh, we could talk more SDSU here in a moment, but um, Big Ten. Well, so I have Minnesota winning it, then Nebraska. And again, complete homer. So I probably just jinxed the Gophers into a a six and six season. But give me Minnesota. Uh, Nebraska at ten and two, Wisconsin nine and three, Iowa eight and four, and then the rest is just hot garbage. Five and seven Northwestern, five and seven Purdue, uh four and eight Illinois.
1: I really uh, I would gladly take Nebraska not wanting the division to go ten and two. I hope you're right with that one. Um I do think Purdue will be a little bit better than you said at five and seven. I think they'll probably go like six and six or seven and five. I think Northwestern at five and seven is probably right. They caught a lot of breaks last year. I don't think Lightning will strike twice. Um, I've got Iowa winning the division at nine and three, just in kind of a you know multiple way ties. We're going to fourth tiebreakers, figuring stuff out. Wow. Okay. Probably with. I think. I think Minnesota and, and uh, Wisconsin will both be there too. you know, Nebraska at eight and four, I don't know exactly what order they're going to finish necessarily, but I think I was going to win the division. The other three are going to be right behind them in some order. I mean, like I said, I've got Nebraska beating Wisconsin, but losing to Minnesota. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it's it's going to be an interesting division race if you are a fan of any Big 10 West team.
0: This is the first conference out of the 5 that we've previewed the Power 5 that we have all different teams in the championship games then because if I have it correct, you then have Iowa versus Michigan in the Big 10 Championship and I have Minnesota against Ohio State. I have Ohio State winning the Big 10. Do you have Michigan?
1: I have Michigan winning the Big Ten.
0: All right. That's
1: probably in the same way that Michigan State beat Iowa, where Michigan's gonna have that twenty six play drive that meets up eleven minutes of the fourth quarter and scores with <laughs> twenty seconds
0: left. <laughs> um other stuff, other college football teams, like, are you do you care at all about the MAC? Is there anything that we need to concern ourselves with regarding Conference USA or the AAC? I mean, UCF is intriguing, but, you know, McKenzie... I do Ken-
1: UCF's going to do it for three years in a row, well, it, the group of five team because McKenzie Milton, their quarterback's out for the year with a nasty injury. Yep, and their other I don't quarterback... I the guy's name, but the backup quarterback is also out, so yes. it would be the guy who's their third best quarterback, who's got to be the starter.
0: Yep. So I don't see, I don't see Josh Heupel being able to, you know, lead UCF to one of those sort of good, you know, years that yeah. we've seen them. Yeah,
2: I mean, they could still
1: be good, but they're just not going to be. We finished twelve and we get good.
0: Who do you think then, out of, out of the the non Power Five, is going to be playing on the New Year's Six?
1: The Group of Five representative. I have thought about this. Um, I don't have a great read. There have been years I've been like, oh, I'm positive it's going to be this team. Some people say Cincinnati. Part of me is I just don't trust in Cincinnati for whatever reason. Well, you shouldn't I'm trust the Bengals. Boise I mean, the
0: Bengals are always a little difficult to read. <laughs> yeah, true. Boise State's the choice. I yeah. think that's a that's a solid choice. I think that's the one I would go with as well.
1: I think it would help them if they beat Florida State early, and Florida uh-huh. State had a good year. But but even if they don't, I just think that, I don't think it's going to be an undefeated Group of Five teams. And so, you know, you get Boise State. Maybe maybe Florida State. Maybe they don't. But, the, you know, like 12-1 and Boise State playing. I don't even remember which bowl game it is this year. That's the group of 5-1. It's frequently the Cotton Bowl, so I guess it's probably going to be the Cotton Bowl again.
0: Um, maybe you against
1: your Gophers after they uh, fall to Ohio State in the championship
0: game. Maybe. Maybe. maybe you never know. Um. Notre Dame, they have a far more difficult schedule this year, having to play at Georgia, at Michigan, um, at Stanford. They do get USC at home, but we don't think USC is going to be nothing special. Virginia Tech has to go there. Notre Dame certainly, I think, will be in the mix for a while, but I don't think they are a serious playoff contender this year.
1: I think well, it depends how you look at it. I mean, I think they're serious to the extent that I don't think they're going to be eliminated in the second week of October necessarily. But but they're not one of my playoff teams either. I don't think they're going to be able to kind of capture lightning in the bottle the second straight year. Navy, I did- think they'll be good. They'll, they'll, there's a good chance they'll play in a New Year's Six bowl, but I don't think they're going to be you know twelve and zero or eleven and one.
0: Navy was bad last year. I don't know how good they're going to be. Army has kind of take, overtaken them, and they've really shined over the last couple of years. Do we think Army's going to be very good again?
1: I think it could be pretty good. If you're looking at them as the, uh, I don't know if they can be the group of five representatives because they're an independent. I don't remember how that works. Right. But either way, they play Michigan. I mean, if you, if you think Army beats Michigan, they, they could. And You know, more power to you. I think that would be quite the tall order, though.
0: Anything else that we... Uh, out of these other conferences that we need to get to?
1: I don't have anything off the top of my head that sticks out as, you know, no worthy or anything.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see here. So we have, the sh- of course, the Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Uh, and then the, the playoffs are the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl this year. So, for... Uh, well, we could get to that here in a moment. Do you want to go Heisman or college football playoff?
1: Let's do Heisman first. Heisman? Although, no, well, either one we do, we're probably sort of spoiling the up. Cause if you say the Heisman, there's a strong chance that team's going to be in the playoff. And fair, see playoffs. Fair and enough. a strong chance someone from one of those four teams is going to win the Heisman.
0: Let's do the playoff then. Um, yeah, I will let you go first. I will let you have honors.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I, I will go first. Like, you can thank you for the honor of doing it. Oh, no, you're welcome. I will go uh, first based off uh, an incredibly strong uh, conference championship win and recent success, leading them to number one. Uh, I've got Alabama number one. Okay. I've got Clemson number two. I'm sure that you're stunned to hear that I've got both I of those
0: am. teams. Yes.
1: Yeah. Now's where it gets more interesting. I don't have Notre Dame. I don't have a group of five team. I don't have a second SEC team. So.
0: Okay. I'm so, intrigued.
1: Four different power five conferences. One's getting left out. I've got, uh, and this is, this is going to come back and bite me, I know. I've got Michigan third. Okay. Which, you know, because I think three of the last five years we've done these, I've picked Michigan. Yeah, clearly they've they've been to so many playoffs. It's got
0: to come through at some point.
1: (laughs) So, in the last one, uh, I've got Texas also making the playoff
2: based off their uh, win over Oklahoma. And then
1: uh, I had Utah winning the Pac-12. Utah's my uh, Power 5 team. That's the conference champ that gets left out.
0: Okay, Uh, so orange is the new black. I have orange in there as well. I have Clemson, number one. I have Alabama, number two. I have Georgia, number three.
1: I really thought about picking Georgia earlier, but decided against it.
0: And then I have Texas as well at number four, provided that they beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. The team that gets left out... I believe will be Ellis you would have two teams left yeah. out because I've got two Ohio, Ohio State. Teams. Yeah. I would have Ohio State being left out and LSU would actually be right behind them as well because I have them going 11-1. I have a lot of teams going uh, doing some crazy shit this year. But uh,
1: I mean it happens. It happened in two thousand and seven. That was one of the weirdest years ever.
0: Yep. Yep, uh in the Pac-12, I guess I I have Utah beating Washington to kind of make that a moot point, but should Washington win, I think that would be a very very interesting as well to see how that would all unfold. So, uh national playoff, uh I want to pick Georgia over Alabama, I really do, but until they beat them, I got to go I got to go with another rematch. I'm going Clemson, Alabama and uh Clemson winning again.
1: I mean, <laughs> that, that makes sense. I've uh, Let's see. So for mine, I've got, I've got uh, Clemson and Michigan, which I wish I would have switched it now so I could have had Alabama playing Michigan and that's Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. But uh, with, with Clemson and Michigan, I've got Clemson winning. And then with Texas and Alabama, I've got Alabama winning. And then since we've gone to those two teams playing the last four years and it goes Alabama- then
0: Clemson, then Alabama, Ben Clemson. i mm-hmm. this year. Okay. Uh Heisman then. I think we probably both have the same guy, if I'm
1: I bet my um, guess is we don't. Oh Even okay. someone in the playoff, but it's not from the uh, I do not I don't I've got it to a team that loses in the semifinals.
0: Okay, then I don't I mean I have uh I have Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson winning the Heisman. Uh he's so good. I don't God. know if he's
1: the front runner at number one or not. But I think Tua not. is. I mean, I, it's, I, it's he and Tua. I would imagine are one and two going. Yep. Into the season. I
0: think Tua is the 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 leading candidate.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a smart pick that it could definitely happen. I think it's just so many times the guy we think it's going to be, you know. Oh yeah, the favorite we never hold wins. To too high of a standard, and then it's someone who comes like not completely out of nowhere, but someone who. In September, you're not talking about them, and by the end of October, it's oh my gosh! How about this guy? Yep, i uh, close. I have Sam Ellinger from Texas wearing the
0: Very good. Very well. We, we both have someone wearing orange, so that is. Yeah, you're
1: correct. That orange is the new black.
0: So in the Sugar Bowl, then I would have LSU versus Oklahoma.
1: I would have. Georgia versus
0: Oklahoma. Okay, I mean, either way, I think those would both be good con, uh, good games. They're good contests. The uh, Rose Bowl, I would have. If I have Utah, I don't know. It, it, I'd have Minnesota either against Washington or Utah. Oh my God, a Minnesota Utah Rose Bowl. Can you imagine the level of disgust? <laughs> well, I would the have Ohio State and Utah. So I, I mean, a half bear. Well, I, at least you have Ohio State, though. I mean, that carries some name recognition. Anyway, uh, oh my... I
1: mean, hipsters would love that Rose Bowl, so, I mean, you got that coming for you if it's
0: that. Yep. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Orange Bowl? I don't even know who I would have. I have Virginia, and then I don't even know who I could throw in. Um... Would you throw in a, a Washington? Would you throw in a Michigan? Maybe. Um, God, I, I don't even know. I don't. Who would the Orange Bowl take? Well,
1: if, we've got to take an ACC team. So mine would be Miami because I had Miami against yeah. Clemson in the ACC title game. So yep. for me, I guess I would say it would be probably Miami. I guess Miami and LSU for me, which I think would be. A, rematch of a preseason game, or a week one game last year.
0: Yep, one that LSU won. Uh, I, I just don't know who they, if, so if I have Virginia as that ACC team, who would they take as the other team, since I have LSU in the Sugar Bowl?
1: It could be anybody. It would just be, it would be someone who probably didn't win their conference and who is second in a conference to a playoff team. Yeah,
0: I think it would have so to it be. So would
1: be a Big Ten or an SEC <laughs> I would assume not being, or maybe a Big 12 team. But probably not Big 12 because
0: you have... Texas and I have Oklahoma. So you've and, got uh,
1: Texas and Oklahoma out. So
0: yeah, so I guess either, or Notre Dame. Jeez, I mean, yeah, and I have Notre Dame at 9-3. and three. What if I just said, hey, I mean, they, they wouldn't make Washington fly that far? Um screw. Well, they
1: might. I mean, if they're ranked in like the top six or seven, they would.
0: Okay, we'll do Virginia against Washington. God, that would be uh something a site for sore eyes and then the Cotton Bowl I think I'll do uh,
1: so you would have to have a group of 5 teams because you
0: haven't done Yep yours yet. Boise State would be that team and I would have them uh, let's say put them against Michigan or maybe put take Michigan in the would you maybe you take Michigan for the Orange Bowl and you take the the Pac-12 loser whether that be Washington or Utah in the the Cotton Bowl
1: That would work and I've got Boise State Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl
0: that, well, I tell you what, if if Minnesota, Utah are the Ro- is the Rose Bowl and Virginia and Washington is the Orange Bowl, oh, my gosh, we could be in for an ugly bowl season, Charlie.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, though, Virginia, I mean, they're in what year? Is it three or four under Bronco Mendenhall?
0: Uh, I think it's three.
1: And they've, they've been improving. I mean, there's a lot of people think Virginia's going to win the division, so and I, it would probably be a pretty low-scoring game. But, I mean, who knows?
0: I have one last thing here, maybe?
1: I mean, let's remember, stack and it wasn't too long ago. It was just 12 years ago that Missouri and Kansas played, and they were both ranked in the top five.
0: Oh, my. That is right. Oh, my heavens. That's. That, doesn't that bring back some ugly memories? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially for me
0: cuz Nebraska won 5 and 7 that year. And oh and no. their coach. Yeah. All right. Well, uh bowl bound or not, we'll wait until uh middle of the season to do is there a team maybe that you have that was not bowl that, that did not make it to a bowl game last year that will make it to one this year? Oh,
1: uh, yes, Nebraska.
0: Okay. There you go. That's a- Easy. That was a slam dunk. That's a, also, a,
1: uh, we can go outside of uh, the Big Ten and my area of expertise, and I probably would say Florida State also. Okay. I don't think Florida State's going to be 10 wins by any means, but I think Florida State is going to be better in your tail.
0: Okay. Uh, finally, thoughts on... the S- third
1: one, I will also give you UCLA. Okay.
0: Okay, so uh, Chip Kelly going to take the Bruins to a bowl game. That would be... That would certainly be good. That would take some of the heat off of him for sure. Uh, let's see. I'm looking here. Uh, who is... Yeah, Florida State's a good one. Virginia Tech went at 6-7. Oh, my God. Uh, Kansas State, I'll say, gets to a bowl game at 6-6. Six and six. And... Maybe the Charlotte... Will the Charlotte 49ers make it? Is Liberty, Liberty went 6-6 last year. Are they bowl eligible this year?
1: I do not know, and I honestly don't know anything about Charlotte. I mean, I know there's the 49ers, but I don't know how good or how bad I, they were. I'm just going
0: to tell you right now, those two teams are going to make it to bowl bound or not at some point here in, during the season, Charlotte and Liberty. Um, I like it. Final thoughts on SDSU, NDSU, the Missouri Valley. It seems up for grabs. A lot of people really like SDSU. Are you believing the hype? Do you think this is the year that they could take North Dakota State down? Or is I mean, it like could. Alabama, North Dakota and Clemson
1: states now, in their third like new head coach during their dynasty run? And yep. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but Kleiman replaced.
0: Uh, Craig yeah, Bull. on the
1: guy's Craig name, Bull. which I sh- yeah Craig Bull, which I shouldn't because he was Nebraska's defensive coordinator for like three years. But it's, it's not very often that a guy replaces the legend. It's very rare that I, I can't think of any time a school's had like, oh, yeah, we had three great head coaches in the room. Now, they're set up well enough at North Dakota State. They can be pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, South Dakota State replaces stuff, but they've done well enough, you know, the last five years that I, I think they're certainly going to be in the mix. It just depends if, you know, are they shooting for – you know, play off it and hopefully win a game, or are they going to be make a run at the national title? Good?
0: I think this is the year where we know that the basketball team is going to be in for a bit of a rough ride. Um, the women will be very good, but the men probably not. I think this is the year that people kind of say, "Hey, you know, it, if they should have done it all two years ago when Jake Wnekie and Dallas Goddard and Taryn Christian were there, but you know, they, everyone was preoccupied with Mike Dom and company." I think this is a year that people are like, hey, this football team is good enough. We smell an opportunity against North Dakota State in large part because Kleiman's gone and Easton Stick is gone and all that stuff. They're breaking in a new quarterback and new coach. I think a lot of people, I think, will say, hey, this is a year for SDSU. Is that game in
1: Brookings or Fargo? It is
0: in Brookings this year, so I think that's a win for them, for the Jacks. I hope
1: you're right.
0: So uh, it's going to be also, interesting. I hope
1: they ran. I hope North Dakota State randomly loses two other games. I don't get that. Oh, are we going to play at home every round except the national title?
0: They play the Butler at Target Field on uh, the first week of the of the season. Very weird. Um, that is weird. But uh, especially because they're playing Butler. I mean, Butler sucks. They ain't going to do anything. Um, and they have to go to Delaware this year, so I assume Carson Wentz is going to go to that game.
1: <laughs> I, probably. It's gonna be a, I don't know, but I feel confident that will be the closest he is to uh, – bison from Philadelphia. Yes,
0: uh, it's just going to be a stone's throw away there for the Delaware Blue Hens. Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, any other thoughts, my friend? Uh, the college football season very, very close upon us.
1: I am so excited. And Saturday, or uh, I guess it's not this Saturday, a week from Saturday, and then the following Saturday getting
0: in here soon enough. Very good. Well, Charlie, I appreciate your, the time you've given me here this week. And, uh, um, I look forward to talking with you throughout the college football season. Uh, continued success there in Aberdeen. And uh, we'll talk to you next time from St. Cloud.
1: I am looking forward to it. We've both come a long ways from where we were in uh, South Dakota State when we were doing
0: stuff. Y- yes, we have. All right. Thank you, my friend.
1: Yep, have a good one, buddy.
0: Charlie Hildebrand, kind enough to join us here. Uh, great stuff. That is, It is fantastic. Football talk. Call with Charlie Hildebrand. This is a very long podcast. A long podcast. Three, four hours long podcast. Maybe. Eh, we're approaching it. We're approaching it. Um, Thought I split up? No, it's a marathon. A college football marathon. And we will wrap it up next with Travis Grins and get his thoughts on the college football season, get his predictions. That's coming up next on the Sports Block Podcast. And if we can't get Travis, we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts on the college football season preview and the college football season in general. It's the College Football Season Preview Podcast, the Sports Block Podcast. Now available at podcast.com on Twitter at Andy Stackin, Facebook Nathan Stackin. Hopefully, we get Travis Grins next year, Sports Block Podcast. We wrap up this marathon edition of the sports block podcast, the college football preview show with a guy who normally we start the podcast with. We do the whole podcast with my good friend Mr. Travis Crins. Travis, uh, college football is here. Uh, how much are you Thanks. looking How much are you looking forward to this season? Not very much. Is it because Clemson and Alabama are going to be playing in the national championship again?
1: I don't think so good. Okay. There's still two months of the baseball, and I'm like, I haven't gotten tired of it. I don't want it to end. I'm not ready for football.
0: Okay. Will you watch Florida Miami this uh, Saturday? This Saturday? Yes. Week zero.
1: They play. They play Saturday. Florida, they, and Miami.
0: They do. At Camping World Stadium in Orlando.
1: Maybe I'm, I'll maybe catch a little of them. I'm gonna watch it. Front to start, or, we'll see what's going on Saturday night. But I don't. I don't. I don't foresee me myself watching a whole bunch.
0: Well, what are you? Well, well, Brophy is not happy with that answer. I don't think, or he or he seconds what you say. Um, when when you are ready to watch, what are you most looking forward to? What are some of the key things you're looking at for this college football season?
1: Scott, yeah. the same yeah. as yeah. Last What's that? Yes, we talked about Jalen Hurts and how he'll do.
0: Yeah.
1: It seems like we're just in a, in a trend here where it's the same five teams. Yeah. It's Thompson, It's Alabama. It's Georgia. It's Oklahoma, and it's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Those are the five teams. Michigan tries to get up there; they can't beat Ohio State. Florida never has a quarterback. LSU never has a quarterback. Texas, we'll see what they do. But I, there's a, what there's a stat of one. So this is after like eight years in a row or so. Where one of the top ten teams finishes unranked. We'll see if that happens again. If
0: if there here. if there is that team, who do you think that could be?
1: Uh, let me so let me get the poll up here. I don't know. I think Ohio State will be fine with their new coach. Notre Dame, they've been good for a while now. Oregon, yeah. I don't know. I got three. One,
0: they went nine nine games last year. They did pretty well. Yeah, Justin Herbert is uh, widely considered probably the best quarterback that will be coming into next year's NFL draft. Maybe even better than Tua. That uh, again, that
1: conference is horrid this year. Um, probably, I don't know. Maybe Texas
0: would be that team. Okay, I I agree. I really like Texas. Uh, Charlie and I have uh, talked at length about uh, Texas. Um, I have Texas in as one of my playoff teams. It I think scares me a little bit here. Um, let's let's just go to the Big Twelve. Then, really, it's a two horse race between Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma has had the reigning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Uh, each of the last two years Jalen Hurts is new what do we think that Jalen Hurts can do I know you said that that kind of interests you or that's something you're going to look at
1: I think he'll be you know, probably as good as Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray but I think he'll be he'll be pretty great you know somebody that um, had to play backup uh, Alabama last year and was like every other average Alabama quarterback that they've had for the last 10 years so I think he'll light it up because those defenses are terrible and Oklahoma's offense is great. So I think I think he'll do very well.
0: And plus the Big 12 defenses stink. So that's that's fantastic.
1: Yeah,
0: they're not, they're they're, not good. Uh, so Big 12, who do you have as the conference winner? Who do you have in the, the championship game?
1: Uh, really Oklahoma and Texas. I'll say Texas beats from the first time, Oklahoma beats from the second time.
0: All right. ACC, it's Clemson, and then everyone else. At least, that's how the, the Coastal Division might be uh, fairly intriguing this year. But uh, who do you, what are you looking at in the ACC? Who do you like in the the championship?
1: Well, let's take a gander at the old ACC. What's the ACC got? Florida State's no good, apparently. Um, oh, Miami? people at Miami. New coach. Uh, I mean, that coastal division again. You can pick any one of five teams. Year in and year out, it's just put a put a dartboard up it.
0: Believe it or not,
1: Miami. I guess Miami.
0: Believe it or not, I don't have Virginia Tech going eleven and one this year. I have them going eight and four.
1: Probably better. Probably a better, and more reasonable. Deal. Yep. I would
0: say. Uh, so you have Clemson winning the ACC, then I assume.
1: Yeah, I think
0: they'll, they'll do that just, just fine. The the look. Mm-hmm. You want to do the Big Ten next? The the Pac twelve or the SEC? The Big Ten. Big Ten. Um. Here's uh. I know that the quarterback's injured. Completely biased here though, but I have Minnesota going eleven and one. I have Ohio State going 11-1 and Michigan will uh, fall short um so yeah I'm a tad biased when it comes to this here but
1: uh you know that's not I you know, know it's not Minnesota but if you cri to pull 11-1?
0: to pull a woody page here look at the schedule Minnesota gets know, to play yeah, Rutgers and at Rutgers and Maryland—they don't have to play Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State. They get Nebraska at home. They get Wisconsin at home. They're gonna go. They're gonna lose at Iowa. I fully am aware of that and accept that. This is—I I, just—I I know I am. I, this is the one pick that I know is gonna not be right. Like eight but and
1: four, go go eight and four. Eight and four is reasonable. Eight and four would be good. 8-4 would be respectable.
0: Yes, and you know what? If they are, I will agree with that, but I, I don't know. There's just...
1: Like, again, like their, their, their schedule is always tough. The last four games are always tough. I don't think they win any of their last four. I don't think they beat Nebraska. Nebraska if People like Nebraska, I don't know, because of Scott Frost, I guess. Yep. I don't know if they're going to beat SGSU I don't know if they're going to be Fresno State. I'll say they're 7-5, I guess. 7-5. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would like in uh, Wisconsin or beating Wisconsin or beating Yes. Penn state? Yes. Iowa. Penn, Penn State Brown. doesn't have
0: Trace McSorley or or <laughs> Miles like uh Miles Sanders I or
1: anybody, I don't know I don't know anybody
0: I'm going to throw at. Uh Tyler Johnson's a wide receiver. You probably should get uh, to know him. He yeah. he could do some good things. They have a good uh he was a freshman running back last year. I can't pronounce his name at all, but sophomore this year, he'll be good. Uh,
1: you know, just. I'd probably recommend they run the ball six times. That would probably be a good
0: idea. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Uh, is this the year that Michigan can finally get over the hump? Get Can Jim Harbaugh get out of Ohio State's shadows and win the Big Ten?
1: Probably not. I mean, last year was the year. They couldn't do it. They shouldn't fire them because Michigan, I don't know, they were really bad before he got there. And now they're really good. They can't beat Ohio State. They have trouble against top 10 teams. Well, so everybody else does too. That's why they're top 10. Teams. So, it mm-hmm. could be just fine. They'll probably have, you know, one or two losses. They'll go to another big bowl game. They'll probably go to another uh, Power 5 bowl game. So, when I mean, you look at the Michigan schedule, yeah, they uh,
0: they should probably win 10 games or so. So, they get so no- somebody beats
1: Ohio. The yeah. Yep. They, they,
0: home. they get Notre Dame at home. They get Ohio State at home. So that, that certainly could be good. I mean, the Big Ten West, I would argue, I, obviously Ohio State, Michigan are in the Big Ten East. Penn State going to have a younger team. Um, so they will be, I think, quite as good as they will in, Nor- in past years. Michigan State, we know that... Uh, They'll be good, but that Big Ten West, apart from Illinois, you could make a, an argument—not a great argument—but you can make an argument for just about every other team in that in that division. I would say between that and the SEC West, those are the two most intriguing divisions this year in college football. I'll
1: take Minnesota Purdue or Illinois could win. I think the other four could. I
0: think Wisconsin wins the West. Wisconsin wins the West, okay. Does that mean you have Wisconsin and Ohio State or Wisconsin-Michigan? Ohio State. Ohio State and Ohio State winning it? Yes. I think Ohio State is going to do good this year, but I don't think they're going to be able to consistently keep the recruits coming in that Urban Meyer was. Not with the new head coach.
1: Reasonable. I don't mean, think their schedule is very good. No, but I mean, they can beat up on a lot of folks here. Well, they got, uh, your yeah, their schedule is pretty trash.
0: So, I think, do they play Army this year? That would be, remember, Army almost beat Oklahoma, was it last year? Maybe Army can be that, uh, that team this year that can make Ohio State sweat. That's who they They play.
1: Florida Atlantic and Cincinnati and Miami of Ohio.
0: Oh, sorry. Never mind. They don't have Army this year.
1: Indiana. They're at Nebraska. Yeah, Ohio State though. i will
0: be just fine. Uh, let's go Pac twelve because it's the the conference you hate the most. (laughs) Your favorite. Uh, I mean more it's more because of the schedule but i really like washington this year i think oregon is probably top to bottom the most complete team in there but their schedule is so gosh darn hard you know with road trips to usc and uh you know they just have a very very difficult schedule this year and i mean washington apart from a road trip at a road game at stanford sets up pretty favorably for the Huskies. So it's not because I like them more. I think it's, I'm looking at the schedule and I think that really will benefit Washington in the end to win the Pac-12 North.
1: Why is Washington's schedule always terrible?
0: I don't know. I, I okay.
1: Why is it always terrible? Because
0: <laughs> no one wants to fly to the great Northwest.
1: Well, go, then go somewhere else. Go play Iowa. Play a team. Play a Big Ten team. They got Eastern Washington, Hawaii, and BYU. Christ Almighty.
0: Jeez. I mean, it's not good. That's for, that's for sure. And that's why I, I look and I'm like... You know, they, Jake, they're breaking in a new quarterback this year. No Jake Browning, but... I, I don't know. I, again, Oregon's schedule is just so difficult. Um... That I gotta I gotta go Washington. I think the Pac-12 South is it's a, you know a three horse race between you know USC, Utah, and Arizona State. Mm-hmm. I mean it'll be interesting to see what Chip Kelly can do in year two at UCLA. Uh, do you think the do you think he gets fired if he gets a, a five hundred no. or sub five hundred record? No, I oh, would. No. Okay.
1: I think mean,
0: Clay Elton's gonna get fired.
1: So you do not I like mean, Urban Meyer? You Urban don't. Urban Meyer's gonna
0: coach go, oh, that's right. Oh, so oh, ho- that's yeah. the big uh, conspiracy that you have oh, right okay. now. Urban Meyer next year will be the head coach of USC. Um, oh yes, he'll, he'll
1: be the head coach of USC by Thanksgiving, or a little after, I think.
0: Wow, I like that. That's right. I really that's like what
1: that. Or three months from now.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I think he'll be the coach in three months.
0: Oh, so obviously, uh you're pooping on David Schottenkirk's team.
1: Yeah, they're not very good. They haven't been good for a long time. They've not been relevant for a long time.
0: And that is true. That is very, very true. So, in the past. Utah's
1: better. Yep. Thank you, Utah. Thank you, Utah's the best team.
0: And me get Yep. The one thing that's, that I will be curious with Utah is they they had a kicker and a punter who were phenomenal last year and that were drafted, actually, in the NFL Draft in, in April. I will be curious to see what Utah's special teams will be like. Will they be as potent as they were last year? I, I can't say that for sure.
1: I right, starts 3-3. Three three. Really? Like they go 6-6. Six, six.
0: Let's see. USC six and six for USC. I think that I mean that I think that's certainly plausible. Uh it's are, no
1: fault of his all and it's just a tough schedule and they're not better than anybody else. They're like what the sixth best team in that conference? Oregon's better, Washington's better, Utah's better, Stanford's better. Yep. Like it just did not
0: So, yeah. So, Pac-12 championship. Who do you who do you have in there?
1: Uh, Utah, Washington. I'll give it to Washington. Another exciting Washington Rose Bowl against (laughs) Wisconsin or
0: Michigan to be like, Jesus Christ. Ah, there we go. What what is the what is the schedule this year? Oh, what I I looked that up earlier. Um, I believe it's the Fiesta Bowl and the. Cotton Bowl that are the, or the the Peach Bowl that are the playing games or the, the the playoff games this year. Big
1: ones. There we go. Yeah, Rose Bowl can have their terrible matchup with a uh, seven-frank Washington team versus the ten-frank Wisconsin team.
0: All right. There we go. SEC then uh, the final of the the Power Five. I I mean. Tua and Alabama are so good. I, I mean, they're going to be great. Georgia's very good. A lot of people really like Georgia. Um, what, what's and a lot of people like LSU and people maybe think Jimbo Fisher is going to take another leap with Texas A and M. So again, the SEC West is well, that's a very very difficult schedule they're going to have to go through. But uh, really, I think the the odds of a matchup being anything other than Alabama Georgia at the SEC Championship game in Atlanta is slim.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Alabama schedule always easy. So they're another easy schedule. I, I don't really see where they lose. I think they, they run the table this year. Georgia. I think Georgia's probably undefeated too. So, I think we got. I think I say we're going to have those two teams undefeated. Maybe, maybe number one versus number two, number two versus number three. I would say, I would say that's what I think going to happen.
0: I think you're going to have.
1: Think, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. That's all I got.
0: I think you're going to have a lot of teams this year, and I, I always seem to do this, and it never happens. But I think we're going to have a lot of teams this year have really good records, like Ohio State and LSU and Georgia, Alabama, Michigan. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that could make a justifiable argument, even Washington. I have Washington going 11-1, even though I don't think they're that good. But I think you're going to have a lot of teams that will look when you know in the playoff gets fully unveiled and say you know what we deserve to be there I think we say this every year you know we want the playoff to expand to at least eight teams but this year I feel you know just based on the records that I have for a lot of these teams that it's again going to be one of those arguments again LSU could go 11-1 only lost to Alabama if they can beat Texas and they aren't going to make it Washington 11-1 win the Pac-12 they aren't going to make it if it's, if it's an undefeated Georgia against an undefeated Alabama or a one-loss Alabama team and Alabama wins, you're going to take Alabama and Georgia over those two. So I think there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be very unhappy come uh, the day when the college football playoff is unveiled.
1: Washington has to play somebody. Right. So they're out. Yep. Clemson, I mean, Clemson's the best, Alabama's the best, Georgia's very good, and Oklahoma and Ohio State, and those are my five teams that I think are there, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, usually there might be one or two out, at the most undefeated teams, and we'll see if there's a Central Florida that stays undefeated that gets into a, a big bowl game again, but I think it's just the same same old teams, same yeah. old teams, as, as we've had here for a while.
0: Who's your Heisman Trophy winner? Oh,
1: shit.
0: Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I would say. Very good. You and I are right there. Trevor
1: Lawrence. Trevor's the
0: favor. I believe Charlie picked uh, Ellinger, the quarterback from Texas, as his Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Uh, Playoff teams, then. Who do you like in the playoffs? Obviously, it's probably the same blood that we've seen in previous years. There's going to be no new blood.
1: Interesting how they kind of seed this to not get rematches. Um I think Clemson's your one seed. Mm-hmm. I mean Georgia's your two. I think Alabama's your four. Okay. Let's say Oklahoma's your three. So again you're gonna have Alabama
0: Clemson in the semis
1: I, I think Georgia beats Clemson in the title game in the uh, SEC So yeah. I'll give them that They've been close last two times
0: Very um, good Very good I mean, have...
1: yeah. Chuba kind of broke down at the end of the year got hurt I don't know how since he barely played He never played a full game But he still got hurt somehow So I'll give. So we have what? Georgia versus Oklahoma
0: Yep a rematch of the have, fantastic Rose Bowl from a few years ago.
1: Oh, and then you have Alabama versus Clemson in the rematch and, of a couple of years ago when they played in the semifinals and Alabama beat them. Yep.
0: Yeah, so, I think mean, they'll I
1: mean, we'll get Georgia Clemson.
0: They like to go every other year, championship game or semis. Well, that would be very interesting. I think, you know, and you make a good point. How would they seed them, you know? How would they want the matches to go with? Do you think that could be a factor in this, you know, come December?
1: Yeah, because they're not going to put Georgia versus Alabama in, in the playoff. If they just played. I just don't see that happening. So, I see Oklahoma getting the threes. You know, Oklahoma, Alabama would have the Jalen Hurts thing. Um, but Alabama kind of crushed them last year. So, that's, that's, that's what I think.
0: I I have Clemson versus Texas and Georgia against Alabama. I'd love to pick Georgia, but until they can show that they can actually beat Alabama, I gotta go Alabama. Alabama versus Clemson. I have Clemson winning again. Trevor Lawrence, real deal, folks. In case you didn't know that from last year, he's fantastic. Uh, So I have Clemson winning a second consecutive national title.
1: I think so, but I think whenever I'm very cautious when there's a heavy favorite.
0: Right, and rightfully so. I mean, they do have a difficult. You know, they have back-to-back difficult games. Uh, home against Texas A&M in week two, and then they're at Syracuse the next week. And Syracuse is a good team.
1: Oh, I, I'm I'm done with A&M. I like am done with a and m i think a and m probably lose four times. Okay. I'm so tired. I, I, I'm, they got a lot of money. They're making good moves, but it's just they're just not better than.
0: I don't like them because they stole Buzz Williams from Virginia Tech. Oh, shit. Swore the son of a gun. By the way, we can talk college basketball later, though. That's coming up here very uh, soon. Uh, your final prediction then for the Jackrabbits. Uh, oh, uh, do you think that you say they will lose to Minnesota at most by most 10 to 14 points? Is that uh, your final answer there?
1: He uh yeah. 17 something like that.
0: Okay. And then Remember. and then overall for the season, I think they they are going to compete with North Dakota State all year long. I think both teams probably finished like nine and three. Uh Jabbar Gibbs, he's the he's the quarterback for the Jacks, yeah. the, the true freshman. That's a lot of pressure, but he's got a lot of playmakers around him and this arguably I mean it, it's weird to say, but the expectations for SDSU this year are perhaps higher than when they had Goddard, Wenicki, and Christian, and that's that seems unreal.
1: Maybe I don't know if any of these guys are NFL guys like that, but they're but they're very good. I think they go ten and two. I think they lose to North Dakota State at home. I think they lose to Minnesota. They should win everywhere else. The road schedule's an embarrassment. And it's in every other year thing. They're yep. at Indiana State, Missouri State, and USD and Youngstown, they should they should win all those games. Yep. So, I think ten and two. Probably in a top four seed, maybe. Probably in another I would say third year. So my final, probably losing Fargo or somewhere else. So.
0: I hope that's not the case. I hope it's not, but well, we'll that's see. Why I think so. Anything else regarding the college football uh, season landscape that's intriguing to you at all, that you're in- looking forward to watching, anything like that? I know I know, the baseball is of utmost importance right now, and it's taking precedence, and rightfully so, especially with how well the Twins are playing, but anything else that uh, is going to catch your attention... Washington versus Ohio State, I think.
1: Sure, that, that makes sense. Washington, Ohio State, Sugar Bowl, uh, Texas, and let's say LSU, Texas, LSU.
0: A rematch from uh, Week Two matchup uh, this uh, that they will have this season if that pans out. I want that Orange Bowl. Go
1: something like Miami and Florida the rematch.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: acc well, got to get a bit in there. Cotton Bowl, who's going to take on Central Florida? Who's, who's
0: the team this year? Who's the last year? It was it LSU? It was LSU last year, and that was at the Fiesta Bowl in in uh, Phoenix. You're going with Central Florida, though, as that team from the non-Power 5. Both Charlie and I took Boise State in large part because of the injuries to the, to the Central Florida quarterbacks.
1: Who else could there be? Michigan? Oh hell. Who, who could be a team? Michigan? Oh yeah, Michigan could be a team. Oregon could be a team that's stuff. Utah? Let's go Central let's go Central Florida Hey. Utah? Uh, Central Florida Notre Dame.
0: Very good. Very oh,
1: good. So Central Florida, Notre Dame, Cotton Bowl.
0: Very good. Well, uh, Grins, I appreciate it as always. Uh, I know you want to talk the baseball. Uh, the the Sports Block podcast will return in uh, its normally scheduled form here in a, a couple weeks. We gotta get through the move here. We gotta gotta get this. Well, we are. Moving on Friday, August 30th. That is the official date. So we will be St. Cloud residents as of August 30th. Oh, there we go. So right before Labor Day weekend. So we'll get that all done and uh, get everything settled and situated. And the Sports Block podcast will resume either that next week or the following week. But uh, the Twins will be in it. So don't worry. We'll have plenty of baseball to discuss.
1: Oh, yes. The baseball.
0: Yes. Arizona. Very good. Yes. Always appreciate the time, my friend. You have yourself a great uh, rest of the week, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, I'll see you later.
0: Travis Krenn joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate his time, perspective as always. Shorter, shorter edition with him today, because just or this week. Because it's just the college football that we're talking about. So you heard him, he has Georgia beating Clemson in the national championship game. I have Clemson, Alabama. Charlie did as well. we we'll have everything for you here. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. The college football season preview edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, we will be coming out with the SDSU podcast, hopefully, uh, if I can get Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader to join me for a few minutes to preview the upcoming season for the Jackrabbits. We will do that in in more in earnest on that podcast. We'll do an NFL season preview podcast as well. It will not be nearly as long as this, uh, but that will be coming out, and then sometime probably middle, uh, the second week in September, we'll get back to the normally scheduled Sports Block Podcast. So I appreciate you listening to this special edition, this college football season preview podcast. I hope, hopefully, you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you took something out of it. Who are your four playoff teams? Let me know at Andy Stacken on Twitter, Facebook, Nathan Stacken. Podcast.com is where we get the podcast here lined up on online for you. So for Travis and Charlie, Jeff, uh, Greased Up Deaf Guy, um, Peter Griffin, uh, JJ from Criminal Minds, everyone, and uh, Holy Nutmeg, John, head coach John Stiegelmaier. I'm Nathan Stack, saying thank you very much for listening to this special edition of the Sports Block Podcast, the College Football Season Preview for your 2019-2020. Should be a great season, everyone. Enjoy all the college football. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Sports Block podcast. Again, SDSU podcast will be coming here soon. We'll also have the uh, the NFL season preview before we get back into regular scheduled programming. So, again, Travis, Charlie, everyone, I'm Nathan. Thank you for listening to to this college football season preview
2: podcast of the Sports Block podcast. Enjoy the college football, everyone.